Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. I'm going to talk about the big triumphs update coming in Destiny 2 Beyond Light. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, maybe Google Play, which will soon be YouTube Music, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. That'll bring you to the YouTube channel. You can hit subscribe and the bell button. Uh, maybe even become a paying member. Click join, pick one of the tiers, get in the Discord. we got a lot of cool things going on in the Discord, from watch parties to Q&A to early access. If you'd rather use Patreon, you can go to S sntrpresents.com and the same tiers are there so this was from the 12 i'm going to kind of read through some of this not all of it but they're outlining a significant uh change and update to the way they do triumphs because they're trying i believe to contextualize ideas like triumphs in an evolving world it's an ongoing game they're adding new seasons they're adding new expansions they're going to do you know beyond light then witch queen then lightfall well what are triumphs going to look like in a couple years you know is it going to be a mess is it going to be a disaster you know what's it going to be like um and so I wanted to I wanted to walk through this because I I think triumphs are an important aspect of the game, especially for people that really want to go for the titles and the achievement and the prestige, and it kind of gives you some of that end game extension. We don't really have a paragon system or like the badass scoring system in Borderlands. You know, we don't have that. What we have is a triumph score that you can always be adding to. So I'm going to walk through what they're doing. I'm going to talk about how it's good to see there's more UI updates. I'm going to end the video by saying I don't care about this, but. But I might, I might. I don't really care about triumphs. It's not really important to me. But I know there are people that really, really uh, enjoy this sort of thing. And that's why I think it's worthy of covering. So what are they doing? So they're going to reorganize triumphs to make them more compatible with the evolving world. They're going to give you a career score that's going to represent everything you've done. All right. Then there's going to be an active score so you can find out what can be done at the present time in the live game. That kind of is one of the things that perks my interest the most is seeing a potential score that's earnable at that time, season, year, whatever. Uh, They're going to focus generic triumphs into a linear lifetime set that covers the basics of being a guardian. That I'm assuming is probably going to get folded into, you know, the new guardian experience that they're trying to uh, streamline for new players to be like hey here's some things you can chase they're going to organize the rest of the triumphs around seasons and destinations and then track the history of what you've done as legacy triumphs so legacy triumphs is going to be like a bin that stuff kind of gets shoved into uh you know as a way to kind of hold what uh what you've done prior to that and they're going to talk about that a little bit lower now beyond light's going to include a set of triumphs that targets uh europa and they'll have a score they're going to include content on the destination story mission strike raid lost sectors and yes even some secrets there'll be a set of triumphs that target season 12's content so they're kind of splitting this between beyond light and season 12 uh this triumph will have a score uh, we like the pattern of rewarding seasonal currency for completing these triumphs and we'll continue to do so so that's a little teeny glimpse into what we're getting in beyond light we have haven't gotten a lot of substance and information but uh we they're going to be having another seasonal currency that's going to be likely tied to the seasonal content like we have with the refractor this season uh these triumphs will stick around for as long as the seasonal content does that means you got a year because seasonal content now stays around for 12 months according to luke smith's director's cut uh while active seasonal triumph score will still contribute to your active score and then when the seasonal content's no longer available the seasonal set moves under legacy triumphs and this is where people don't want to get too confused on this we had people like oh my gosh they're taking away what i did what no once seasonal content's no longer available so after a year whatever we were working on in beyond light it'll no longer contribute to the active score it'll still be in your career score it's going to go over to legacy triumphs where you can go and i'm assuming see them and see where they're tracked 
the lifetime set will be about teaching players all the things you can do in Destiny. So now they're kind of looping back to the lifetime set. This is more geared towards new players, teaching them to be a guardian. It's mostly going to target new players as they join our ranks. Focus on helping players explore the sandbox and game modes. If new systems are added to the game, this pool will grow. So this is kind of like a passive nudge of a tutorial system of getting people to go into different places. Here's a look at the UI, and you can kind of see up at the up at the top. There's a potential 16,000 triumph score there that represents what's active in the game at that moment. So that'll always get a little bit bigger and then maybe get a little bit smaller depending on what gets added. So every season that number goes up, but seasonal content lasts for an entire year. So once you go around the entire calendar year and we get to Witch Queen, some things are going to leave that active score potential total and slide into Legacy. Your career score will stay the same because if you've earned it, it's yours. But the active score will be in flux. It'll kind of always move. Like, here's the potential right now. If you want to earn as many points as possible, there's 16,000, 20,000, or whatever available. And then your your career score is not related to that at all. It's related to what you've done, you know, since they started doing the uh, the triumphs. And so that essentially is that. That's the update. I don't want to get down into the the, the, the specifics and the little Q and A and things of this. So I want to talk about more UI updates. I one of the first things I notice is it's another UI update. It looks cleaner. It looks nicer. It's dark. If you take this image and you compare it to the subclass images we've gotten up to this point, there is a clear uh, difference in wh- how it looks now. Uh, I don't know if I want to argue that it looks crisp, more crisp, but they do seem to be adding maybe a little bit more textures to the, you know the buttons themselves. The UI updates that we're seeing for the characters looks even more significant, more zoomed in. It has a next-gen feel to it, and I think this is in line uh, with some of those change. This is good for folks that, you know, really want to go after Triumphs. If, if, if that's something that matters to you, uh, it's good to see that it's something that they're focusing on, continuing as a value point, continuing as something that you get to do and get to pursue and not just be, you know, this off to the side thing. Um, we are experiencing some frame drops, guys. Sorry, it should stabilize. I'm streaming on Spectrum, so it, it gets touchy sometimes. The the Triumph thing is, is, is one of those aspects of the game that I love the idea and the spirit of it, and I'm really, really glad that they're, they're investing in it. They're not just going to kind of leave it be. They're not just going to kind of, oh, yeah, it's, it's there if you want it, and they just keep adding to it. This is something they could bloat into, uh, if you think about the way the vault and the collections work, I'm anticipating a TWAB about that as well, because the, the, the collections in the vault have just always been this bloating, massive problem that grows over time. Triumph could have gone in a similar direction and just become this nasty monstrosity that became less meaningful as time went on for a new player to be like what on earth there's so much in here I can't even do anymore there's so much in here that I don't even understand so number one for new players but for long-standing players also to clean it up and make it more meaningful I think is really really important um and, you know, we get some hints in here about story and potential characters. I'm not going to talk about the potential story or potential things with characters. There's a symbol on this screen that people have connected to another character. If you feel like looking uh, that up, all you got to do, uh, all you got to do is uh, do a little search and you could probably find that if you're, if you're interested, if you're interested. So lastly, I want to say, I don't care, but, but now I don't care about this. It's a joke. It's a meme in our stream about how my triumph score is really low and I don't ever go after stuff like that. Uh, I never really bother with them, but I might, I might. 
uh, seeing a clear possible number gives me at least something to like wrap my brain around. You know, oh, okay, that's how many points I could potentially get right now if I want. That's how many things I could look into, I could, you know, chase. If it was a more uh, linear, if they had like a list of earnables, I think that would help as well. So it'd be cool if you could click on this potential number, I could click on it, and it would have like two boxes, right? You could click on, just give me a laundry list of all the potential triumphs right now, just in order, or possible uh, cosmetic rewards. Show me every every emblem, every shader, uh, ornament, whatever. Maybe even have one for currency. Like, I want to get as much currency as I can out of this season. Can you show me all the currency triumphs available right now? The available number, I think, is a really good idea that could use some more iteration. Because for someone like me, I would enjoy coming to the new season... And we always talked about them doing this with the Eververse, right? You would buy like an Eververse book and you would work through that book and get stuff that was sort of guaranteed. And you would say, oh, these are all these things I could set my sights on. The available score brings a similar idea with it. You could even put a separate button up here and just say available uh, triumph rewards. And you click on it and it shows you everything right at that moment that you could potentially get. Maybe even break it into categories. Emblems, shaders, currency. So you know, all right, right now, here's all the currency I can go earn for this season if I want to get as much as I possibly can. You know, as much as I possibly can. Or, I'm really interested in shaders and emblems. Like, uh, Carminica is a great example of a shader that I chased, okay? I chased, and it was one of those things where I only chased it because I saw it, you know? And I had to go, and I had to go to the, you know, to the the, the NPC and look at it and think, okay, this is something I want to do. Instead of being like, oh, here are all the potential shaders and emblems for this season. I definitely want to go after that one. I click it. It could track it and tell me everything I need to do right here from the Triumph page. So good iteration and good changes, but if they want to fold more people in like myself, they could take the spirit of the available number and do more with it. So we're going to transition to Q&A and maybe VIP call-ins. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at Say no to rage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about the Triumphs update coming to Destiny 2 Beyond Light. If you're listening to this on Google Play or iTunes or Spotify, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. Whenever you get to the YouTube channel, hit subscribe and then the bell button, or maybe click the join button if you want to take part in these Q&As or the VIP call-in sessions. Pick from one of those member tiers. You can actually uh, do the same thing on the Patreon if you prefer. SNTRpresents.com will get you there. So Techno Tyrant coming in with the first question. Do you think that the change to active and career triumph score are there to help people with small actual scores feel less self-conscious about it being so small? (laughs) Do you, as someone lacking a large triumph score, feel better about your small triumph score with this new way of measuring it? (laughs) There is so much innuendo here that I'm not going to even touch, but (laughs) I think it's more about giving somebody a reasonable goal. I don't think they drum this up and they're like, people are really self-conscious about their low triumph score. I don't think so. If, if, I were to, if I were to imagine I was a fly on the wall when this was dreamed up, it was, look, th- there's no entry point for a new player. There's no semblance of what's even possible. It's just this massive score potential that they don't even really know is there. You see somebody with 80,000, 100,000, and then you're like, I have 30,000. I don't even know what this means. So... 
I think it's more about that. The the idea that if you're newer or you play less often, you can say, oh, hey, look at that. I can get 16,000 right now if I want. It's available. It also gives you that sense of progress. You, you look at a bounty and you're like, I got 7 out of 10 of this kill that I need to get. And what do you do? Well, you want that 7 out of 10 to become a 10 out of 10. So when you see I have 9,000 out of 10,000, you know, potential, you want to fill that. You want to get that 9,000 and roll that over to the 10,000. So I think it's more about inroad as well as kind of incentivization. If you see, you're like, wow, I got kind of close to the possible score right now. What don't I have? If they make it clear, that's the, that's what I was trying to get out at the end of the video. If they make it clear where you can go and get the missing points, where you can go and get the missing currency or rewards, I think that's how you got, uh, you would, I'm sorry, you would get people to pay more attention to it. Because I essentially ended my video being like, I just don't care about triumphs, but I might. I might. Um, and so, if if they made it, again, if they made it more linear and a little bit more clear, uh, seasonal score is going to be 9k, Lono's still going to be able to hit 100. Well, and that may that may end up being true, Greg. It, it, I still may end up being the guy that just doesn't care about triumphs. I still may end up being the guy that's just like, I don't care. You know, I got a thousand out of ten thousand. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. I, I'm I'm fine to uh, I'm fine to to stay happy. You know where I am. So, but I, I if 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 I were to guess, is it more about that or is it more about people being self conscious? I don't think it's about that at all. It's not on the forefront when you look at somebody. You got to inspect them. You got to go over. It's not even on the forefront of your menu. It's not right in front of you. Uh, you know, it, it's. I don't think I don't think that's the driver uh, behind this at all. Whenever whenever they did they introduced the titles, I actually am extremely interested in the number of people that have a single title and which title that they have. I mean, we all have Wayfair, right? At least that was the one that was one of the ones I went after. I got Wayfair and I think I got Almighty. I don't even like turning on the titles because it covers my person. I wish it put it somewhere else on the screen. I would leave it on. I'm not, I am not kidding you. I am not kidding you. I don't even turn on the, tri- the the titles because it covers up my my person, my uh, my 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 armor. I wish it was somewhere else, like put it somewhere else, and then I'd leave it on. Um, but you know, I don't I don't I don't do that. So you can't view other score. I'm pretty sure you can. Can't you like inspect them and slide over to look at it? In any case, in any case, I I always look at things like titles and seals and scores as like that's that's for the checklist perfectionist hardcore guy or girl that just can't stop playing and they want to literally get everything um and some people are streamers that turn it into a bit it's a, it's a thing it's a gag that they're doing like I'm going to try and get all the points I'm going to do every single thing uh, I'm going to exhaust every single triumph um that was one of the reasons why I said at the end of the video, if it was more linear and more clear, I might set my sights on some of it. I did it today. I'll give you a perfect example. I went in to the triumphs for the season and I saw all these umbral focusing triumphs that I almost had. I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even know they were in there. 
So it wasn't in front of my face. It wasn't seen as like a potential challenge, a potential currency earn, uh, you know, for the season. I didn't pay any attention to it. So if I don't go down into the menu and see all those and not just see them, but remember them throughout the season, they're just sitting in there almost completed. (laughs) So I got a bunch of umbrals today and I was like, okay, well, you know, you know, I, I, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll go and do these today. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things. It's one of those things where it's like they, they need to make it more apparent, more linear. Using a title and a team-based activity, taking up my screen. Nice job getting yourself reported. Is that a meme? That has to be a meme. You can't be serious. You report people. Oh, it's a joke. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is that a copy pasta meme? That's got to be a copy pasta meme. That's funny. Uh, so, if I get a triumph, great. If not, so be it. Unless I'm super close, then I might grind for it. Yeah, and De Beard's gamer, I just wonder if they made it more linear and more apparent, and you could see it as you like chisel away against it, and it was right in front of your face. The way they're doing with the potential score, I just I wonder if more people would set their sights on it. It's the same thing with titles. All of a sudden, I realized, oh, I can get Wayfair by doing, like, two things. And then I went and did them and got it. You know what I'm saying? It it wasn't... It was only because somebody in chat asked. It wasn't because the game was doing it. I went and I checked how close I was. So, it doesn't really cover up your character to the extent. I just wish it was below him or above him. I don't want it in front of the character. I don't like it. It it bothers me. When I look at it, it's like... Um, because I have a background in graphic design and like Photoshop and Adobe Illustrator. Whenever I see it, I'm like, get that out of the way. Get it's 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 over top of everything. It's too much. You know, it's like it's like when somebody puts drop shadow on everything. It's like stop it, <laughs> stop it. It's too much drop shadow. It kind of feels like that. It's like get this out of here. It's just cluttering. Uh, it's just cluttering things up. Uh, Gilly and Miss with the next question. Do you think? Uh, change of the triumph score is so that new and old players are on a level playing field, i.e. FOMO mitigation. I can see Bungie not wanting new players to see a score of 100k and then being told you can't earn that much anymore. I don't know. You know, it to me, to me, if I'm if if I'm looking at the motivation here, is it is it motivated by FOMO? Because we know Luke Smith said. He said in year four, they were going to do everything they could to minimize FOMO. They were going to say, you know, we're going to, we're going to have less of that. And people are like, what's FOMO? People always ask what's FOMO. FOMO is fear of missing out. And so the idea here could be that that's too high of a score, not just too high of a score. It's, oh, you missed out. You missed out. If anything, I feel like the potential score kind of motivates a little bit of FOMO. It's like right now, these are possible points you could get, but they're not always going to be around. They're not always going to be available. Eventually, they're going to slide off into Legacy, and you're going to feel, oh, I, I could have gotten another 3,000 points. I could have gotten, you know, another 8,000 or whatever. Um, so I don't think it's FOMO mitigation. If anything, I think the irony actually here is the opposite. I feel like it's going to it's going to actually promote maybe more maybe more fear of missing out, maybe more FOMO, making people think the clock is ticking this stuff's not going to be available for forever i better you know i better i better push push the envelope and go for it um previous unavailable score might become available in the future people will be able to catch up 
it's possible. I mean, we don't know if titles might return to some planet's activities returning from the DCV. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It didn't sound like they were leaving that uh, themselves open for that, you know? It's like a super bad uh, Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like a super bad Photoshop. It's like somebody just slapped it on there, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like it, so... The previously unavailable stuff is just supposed to roll over into Legacy. They didn't make it sound like they were leaving themselves open to pull stuff back out. So we'll have to wait and see. Darksider. Active career and possible max active score feels like a needless overcomplication of a simple score. Do you think this setup will help players set goals for themselves or help them show off achievements? Well, the, the way... I'm going to take this in a couple different ways. The way you show off achievements is, I think, more about the titles the average person is not going to see you in the tower and go check your score, but they might see your title and your name. You know, they might see, you know, what's the one everybody's going for now? What is it? Revoker? Uh, not Revoker. Um, shoot. Uh, there's, there's a title that everybody's trying to go and get before it's, before it's like unavailable. Um, Reckoner. Thank you. Revoker's the gun. So people are trying to get Reckoner before the year, uh, the year rolls off, you know, rolls over. And I, I think that's more along the lines of setting up. Like I want to show off my achievement. I don't think this has that in mind. Yeah. We really want people to be able to hit that 16,000 possible score and really flex that. It's more about titles. And I would also say emblems. Generally the emblems that people like to flex are like, um, you know, solo flawless dungeons or week one raid completions. Those are probably more in the line of what, what people are going to want to, you know, kind of flex and peacock with, you know, solo flawless prophecy, stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where the, the goals and the achievements of that level of player is, is gotta be, it's gotta be visibly driven your triumph score, your active triumph score, your career triumph score. I mean, it's possible they give you. You can do that with the stat tracker. So maybe some people start throwing it on their uh, on their on their emblem. As far as players setting goals for themselves, I said this had the potential to get me caring, but I'm not. I'm not really sure because that's not the way my mind is wired. That's not the way my mind works. Where I'm not gonna necessarily say. Oh man, I'm at 6,000 out of a possible 10,000. Let me focus on this final 4,000. The, 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 the last the last 4,000 could require way too much of me, you know? This chat's become so mild, you'd have gotten so much crap for calling Title Revoker on over there on Twitch. Y'all are disappointing. Calling themselves Destiny fans. Shut up, Light Leap. <laughs> He's in the chat trying to stoke the fires. He's like trying to get me hate from chat I'm gonna get that revoker title chat I knew it wasn't revoker when I said it I knew there yeah revoker triggered wow Lono revoker are you dumb there you go there you go lightly he's trying to he wants to see the he wants to see the the hate calls himself a destiny streamer met patch says or met pack says I'm high and don't care <laughs> <laughs> that is literally my favorite answer. That's the best answer. 
I'm high and don't care. What was it we were talking about the one day? We were talking about something and breaking down a new system. I cannot remember what it was. And somebody typed in chat, I'm too high for this. Yeah, Light Leap knew where I was going. <laughs> Do you remember what we were talking about? I am too high for this. It was so genuine and honest. I died. It was so funny. I was one of the funniest things. Uh, cause I could just picture the guy being like, man, I am, I am just so baked, man. I can't, I don't know. <laughs> it was the guardian game statue. No, it was, I thought it was something complex. Was it the smallness of the statue? The guardian game statue? Oh man. That was really funny. That was what, that was, that was one of my favorite moments. Uh, <laughs> I'm too high for this. I'm high and don't care. So, to circle back to Darksiders' question, for me, when I see the potential score, it's not just a question of like, oh, cool, I can get another couple thousand, you know, triumph. It's a bigger question. It's, number one, can I get a snapshot of what's required of me to get the remaining couple thousand? Um, oh, yeah, Jolt's got it. Ash has got it. It was when the guy posted the link to the files on his computer. <laughs> That was it. That was it. He was trying to he was trying to send something. He was trying to send something and he copied the hype the, the actual file link to the thing on his computer. And we were laughing at him and someone in chat, it was the guy that did it didn't say it. The guy that made the mistake, we were all making fun of. And someone in chat was like, "I'm too high for this." <laughs> <laughs> he didn't understand why it was so funny and why we were giving the guy so much grief. Oh man, good memory, Jolt. Good memory. <laughs> we've had we've had some good laughs over the years. That was definitely one of them. So, but as I was saying, it's not just oh I can get a couple more thousand. It's can you give me a snapshot of what's required? If I start trying to track down the missing points, the missing thousand, two thousand, whatever. If I start trying to track it down and it becomes number one, arduous, cumbersome, and frustrating. And if the result is it seems too big to, to tackle, then I'm not going to go after it. You know what I mean? My brain remembers small things, but I died laughing at that one. Yeah, that was good. That was good. It was, it was one of those times where something that was already kind of funny got way funnier as we as we joked about it and interact about it it was it was good it was really really good Nagi last Friday Avenger had the theory that we're getting a number crunch for our power level because the screenshot of the triumph shows power level 469 nice uh do you think a number crunch would be beneficial or is it okay to end up at light level 5000 at some point well we have some clues as to why I think he might be wrong. Okay. And well, and he could be right. Let's tease this out. Okay. Let's tease this out. Number one, the triumph score is really low. 8,000. Okay. So the career triumph score is, it's like we're looking at a new player. Okay. Interestingly enough, somehow this person has 8,000, but then they have seals down here. They've got, they've got four of the seals completed. So maybe not. Uh, maybe not, but you look up here, winter, winter moon username, season rank one. All right. 
469-8810. Actually, we have some clues here. This is not a brand new player. They're rank one on the season, and yet they're coming in with 8,000 triumph score. So this person, this person's been playing. I don't know how you get four seals and only have 8,000 triumph score. So that might, that might be a jacked up number. This whole thing might not be worth looking at with respect to making those types of predictions. Um, because I don't. Are you gonna get four seals, and only be four sixty nine, and only have eight thousand triumph score, uh, or they have a triumph worth eight thousand eight hundred and ten? A lot of triumphs don't give points. Okay, I mean, there's a handful of reasons to do a number crunch, and there's a handful of reasons to not do a number crunch. The reasons to do it is it simplifies things, it cleans things up, it can be a fresh start for the next three years, so it's more manageable, so the light gains seem more trackable, like you feel like you're actually making some form of a benefit. Uh, But why are they 469 as the season starts? Like, that's weird too. Uh, You can trip over that triumph score? Yeah, I... I don't know. There are reasons to do it. Like I said, it would clean it up. It would simplify some things. It would make things maybe uh, a little bit easier to sense progress. Um, you know, also new light campaign being added. Yeah, I mean, there's that. But it's not going to be called new light anymore. I forget what they're calling it. Uh, it's going to take place in the Cosmodrome, Guardian Origins or something. So now there are reasons to not do a number crunch. Number one, you're, you're going to tick people off. They're going to feel like, dude, I worked so hard to finally hit 1050, 1060, whatever. And you reset my artifact and you take all my power away. If they're able to do it to where it makes good, good sense, you know, so if you drop me from 1060 to 160, if it's that easy to kind of translate like, oh, okay, you're just kind of, you're just dropping a zero, right? You're dropping me out of the thousands down into the hundreds. People might say, ah, it's fine. That's fine. But, well, and here's the thing about that Ocean. Ocean says it looks like a fake demo account to me. Usually the fake demo accounts have everything maxed out. Max Glimmer, Max Shards, like high everything, right? So it's weird that they have a 469 rank, 8,000 triumph score, and the season just started. It, the, the numbers up there are, I think, tough to really c- come to any form of a conclusion about. If if they're... I don't know. If they're dropping us, if they're dropping us in power, why is that person 469 day one? What That, that number doesn't even make any sense. They're rank one on the season. They're rank one on the season, and yet they're already 469? how is that even possible they must have been playing before which means they've been playing before got 8,000 tri- like so I, these numbers don't honestly make sense they don't honestly make sense in in, uh, in the grand scheme of, uh, of what we know about player patterns and player behavior somebody coming in day one being 469 having an 8,000 triumph score and they haven't touched the game that season unclaimed triumphs maybe I suspect it's rank, power, triumph. I mean, there's a little... I mean, it's rank, power, triumph. No, you're right. There's even a little yellow diamond next to the 469. So, I I don't know. 
I was rereading the TWAB and I wonder if the top left one is the Legacy Triumphs. Oh, this one here? Well, it certainly isn't this one. This one. I actually think Legacy Triumphs are here. I think top right is Legacy Triumphs. Because isn't this that wasn't this on the emblem for the beta? This is on something that was that was for people that did the beta or something. I, or pre-order. Maybe this was on a pre-order. Um could be so much at play with this account we have no idea yeah the dreaming city no it's not that that's not the dreaming city the dreaming city's down here bottom left is dreaming city this is this is fallen this is uh elders maybe prison of elders this is not this, this is not the uh dreaming city bottom left icon on the left bottom left icon on the left oh you mean you click on this thing here that's possible I think Nagi might have it oh yeah that's the moon you're right this is the moon top right's the moon I was wrong me and Greg were both wrong it wasn't Dreaming City it's the moon I think Nagi's got it if you look over here there's two squares right this one this symbol here the bar on the chevron is next to active score and then look at here your career score is like a piece of paper so right here piece of paper with the sword is probably legacy i think i think uh i think nagi's got this one uh locked in so you're literally more than likely you're gonna click on this and all these are gonna change to old ones there'll be a seasonal one there'll be there'll be all the ones we have right now you'll click on this and it'll switch to all the old ones and slowly but surely things will just end up getting slid into there is how they'll likely do it all the third ones Europa this one here that looks about that's probably right it looks very similar to a lot of the prison of elders stuff uh yeah next question from mauv monk with Bungie claiming to create less FOMO, fear of missing out, how do you feel they could have better engaged the player base to unlock the long-term grind for the glows this solstice? I'm just now to my third character. I mean... It's the House of Darkness symbol? Oh, so it is a fallen house symbol. I thought it had... I thought it looked familiar. Um, man, I don't know here, Mob, because l- listen, I'll be honest. I started looking at the requirements for the glows and I was just like, I don't freaking care. Um, it's, it's look next to the traveler. Look at the pre-order symbol. Oh, it's on there. I've not looked at that. Well, I mean, I have, but I haven't looked at it closely. So the problem with the glows for me was I was working for something that was not a universal ornament. Now I know the white glow is cool and I know transmog is on the way. But for my take, it was like, if I really want the glow, I'll just buy the colored one. Now, obviously, we're waiting to see how much it increases when they push out that update. I don't know when they're doing that. Um, and if the glow gets bright enough for me, then I'll think, okay, cool. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and snag that. Uh, I'm concerned they're just going to dim the white. But I, I think they even said they're looking at making it brighter. Yeah, I think that's tomorrow. I just couldn't bring myself to do it all. 
It's like, I'm going to do, um, I'm going to do all this to get the glows. And then I, I probably won't be wearing this armor in the future. I have armor. I like, I have a look that I like right now on my characters. Uh, so the glow wasn't a strong enough. It was not a strong enough reason, which means it won't be on sale anymore. So I have to buy it before tomorrow to see if I to see, and then hope it gets brighter. Well, they're not getting anything from me. No bright dust, no money. I'm not gambling. I'm not gambling. So, as far yeah, as far as the glows and how do you unlock, the, you know, get people to do it, and I really don't know, homie. For the people that did it, I think it's it's like okay, it took them a lot of time to do it. It was a heck of a grind, and now they have this dope piece of armor uh, that they can wear. Well. That's that's great for them, but for me, I truly don't know how you get me to do it outside of making it easier. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. Outside of making it easier, I can't I can't see ever ever doing it. It's just too time consuming. Um, it's tedious. Feels like it takes for forever. Uh, if if I'm if I'm gonna set my sights on something, it's usually loot based. If I'm going to put in time, so look at my Imago loop grind, because I know a lot of times that's what people will say. Uh, a lot of people will say, I spent all that time, you know, going for the Imago loop. Why would you not go for these, you know, these grinds? Uh, and I would say the reward has to be in line with the the has to be in line with the journey and for me the reward of the imago loop was a gun that i could take with me i felt the difference in the in the wrath of the machine raid i felt you know i felt like it was it was something i could take with me all the time a glow on armor is just to me it doesn't it doesn't that the value transmission there is freaking weak it's really really weak for other people it's not for other people, it's not. It's not weak. It's strong. They want that glow. They want that white glow. They want to work on it. They want to take the time to do it. And you know, good for them. I opened eighty packages, maybe two to three hours of playing, and all my gear is sixty-six base stat. That was the only thing that was encouraging to me was people that were taking the time to do it could actually get good stat rolls. Cause like that's not something I wanted to do either. I didn't want to do that after getting the glows as well, you know. Rain the Dark. Hey, Lono, I did not get the White Glow set during this event, but I did buy the Eververse ornament for my Titan. Do you think that the grind was maybe too much for the White Glows? Yeah, I mean, this is a repeat of the previous question. Um, it, 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 This is subjective, so if I say it's too much, other people are going to be like, no, it was just fine. You want to put a bit of a barrier in front of it, because if not, everybody's going to run around with the earnable glow. And it, you know... It, it's if you're gonna do it at least make it be time consuming at the very least even if I don't like the event at least make it time consuming so the people that do it can have something that not you know Johnny two hours can get after you know he plays two hours a week and he gets it all done um, it needs to be an investment so Necro with the next question I know it's my fault for time management and concerning getting uh, some of my triumphs done. Chronicler is the one that I wish uh, to finish, and the Dreaming City isn't vaulted, but the title is leaving. Do you think that some of these titles should just stay in the game and have an alternate way of earning them? 
I mean, I don't get passionate about this, but I'll try to argue from the perspective of somebody who wants it. You know, hey, the Dreaming City is still sticking around. You know, I should be able to chase that triumph. It should be available later. Um, And you say, you know, it's your fault for time management. So you're acknowledging like you didn't get around to this. I, I think that's kind of where I would fundamentally fall on this. Is if Bungie gives you ample time and you just kind of ignore it, then it's hard to fault them for saying, well, in the new system, that title's going away. Now, I think some healthy pushback would would be, um, well, couldn't the Triumph stay because there there are, you know, some of the planets and places are still sticking around and I could potentially do it. But Vertigo is, is is giving another good form of pushback to that pushback. He's Chronicler has stuff from all the locations that are disappearing. So it seems really, really specific to your particular situation. It's like, well, I, I, could, I could finish this up and it's on the Dreaming City, but you're taking it away. I also am going to tell you that you have tons of time. You, you have all of September and all of October. So... I have a hard time being like, oh yeah, let's really take up for this. Just get it done. Don't make it obtainable if the stuff is leaving, but you have to see that Truth to Power is a 33-week book. If I need Truth to Power and that's it, I should be able to get the triumphs that are uh, staying. I mean, okay, uh, maybe they, I don't know, maybe they need to do that. Maybe they consider that. You know, if it's a 33-week book and it's going to take that many weeks to get it all done... Uh, it takes 33 weeks to get the book. Yeah, I mean, at, at that point, maybe you have a ca- maybe you have a case, maybe you have an argument. You know, to say this this should this should stick around. Truth to Power is on a three week lockout for one lore book. If people really want to get the Dreaming City lore stuff, there's a way to have the time to get all the triumphs. FYI, I, yeah, I don't. I, th- th- you, you could obviously share that with people that are maybe trying to get it. Um, or make the lore farmable. Cosmo said they're looking into that. Okay. Well, I mean, if they're looking into it and, you know, maybe they'll do an update so that you can still get it, you can still do something after the fact. You know? It's, uh, the guy's fibbing. I have 15 weeks left. Because Truth to Power requires the Dreaming City infection. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I figured it was something with the rotation of stuff on the Dreaming City. I think the lore should just be farmable for the remainder. Let them regrind the well bounty as much as they want. Same effort, just no time gate. Yeah, that might be a good update they could push out, especially since they have extra time before Beyond Light comes out. Just remove the time, the t- you know, the time constraints and let people go for it. Um, so... Flynn, with a title like Wayfair leaving, debunging to add another softball title for players to earn since Wayfair is the most common title. I would imagine that they're going to because they said right here um, there's going to be a lifetime set that's about teaching players all the things you can do in Destiny. These will mostly target new players as they join our ranks. It'll focus on helping players explore the sandbox and game modes. If new systems are added, this this, uh, pool will grow. I could see them putting a low-hanging, you know, piece of fruit in here. Uh, you know, you can call it Guardian or something. You know, I, 
I don't know, something like that, to where if they go through your little tutorial and your little box checking exercise and they do all of the things, you could give them a little, a little something, something. Um, or you could do, you know, some of the uh, the seasonal ones. I mean, the seasonal ones were pretty, yeah, they were they were pretty softball. Um, so they could they could try a variety of things with that and say, yeah, well, we can we can make it easy for these guys, make it so you know a real generic title. But then you have like the, obviously you're gonna have the really really challenging ones that are all the way at the top, like you know like Reckoner, like Revoker. <laughs> I get triggered. You know, there's I think there's give and take with having you know a triumph that's a softball or maybe it's just going to be the season one because they also said up here there will be a set of triumphs for season 12's content um it'll have a score it'll have currency uh and they'll stick around as long as the seasonal activity is around and then while active it'll contribute to your score and then it can move here your career score is always going up but your your active score is going to go up and down depending on how long the things you earned in that box are, you know, have been around. Um, some people might not have known how to get truth to power. Some players might have started uh, during New Light. There's a lot of circumstances. Yeah, I don't think I'm not going to storm the castle w- over this. I'm not going to storm the castle with pitchforks over this, but I am going to say if there are people that are, you know, hey man, we'd love to be able to do this. We'd love to be able to farm this. I am actually okay. Uh, with doing that, with saying, you can you can meet these folks in the middle. Th- th- there's not a reason to be. Um, I don't think there's a reason to be stingy with this. You could say a, a simple a simple change, a simple change to let people farm it, and now it's achievable. Now it's obtainable. That's not hurting anything. That's not taking away from your grind if you went for it. As long as it still requires a ton of time investment and grind, then. You know, they're not as long as they're not handing it out and undercutting what people work for. I'd be okay with them doing an update to make this farmable as the people in chat have asked for. You make it farmable, and then it's it becomes I think it becomes less of a a, a source of complaint from people that have really really went you know went the distance and went for it. Um, I it's it's one of the things where whenever they make something uh, more obtainable or more accessible to people. It's always interesting to me because there's people that complain, hey, this is super inaccessible, this is stupid, this is taking too long to get, this is taking too many hours to get. And then when Bungie answers that call and simplifies things, there are people that get really, really angry about that. What a disrespect, what a slap in the face. It's like, now wait a minute, wait a minute. You were just criticizing its its lack of generosity, its 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 la- it's you know, its lack of uh of of earnability or accessibility that criticism doesn't become invalid because they listen to you <laughs> it's like well now that i got it i take all my criticism back you know an example would be when i was complaining about imago loop grind i was like there's too many layers of rng you may not even get a skeleton key if you get the skeleton key you may not even get the gun when you finally get the gun that you want you may get another crappy roll there's too many layers of rng now if if i finally got my imago loop Finally got the one that I wanted. And then they said, okay, look, we, we've heard the criticism on these systems. We're going to make, you know, skeleton keys guaranteed. And we're going to make sure that the Imago loop and the grass skirt drop every time. 
for me to turn around and get angry about that and say, now that's bull, you know, everybody should have to go through what I went through. Well, now I'm arguing with myself. It's like, just a moment ago, you were arguing about the layers of RNG and the lack of intentionality to chase this gun. And now that they've, they've implemented a change to help with that, you're simply angry because, oh, I got mine. If you wouldn't have had it yet, you'd be happy. You'd be like, man, I'm glad they made this change because I, I didn't get mine yet. I'm, this is going to this is gonna help me here. So I, you can't argue with your own criticism once Bungie decides to respond to it. And in this certain situation, I think people are making some pretty reasonable requests to make one particular uh, thing earnable. You know, the truth to power rotation, you know, rotation. They could make that, um, you know, something that's farmable. So they don't, you know, they don't miss out purely because of time. Uh, Techno Tyrant says, do you think going forward with the system that triumphs will have more rewards attached to them like weapons or armor ornaments? They didn't really indicate if that was going to be a thing, Techno. I mean, I, th- I don't even know if they mentioned the armor or the ornaments or, or you know, they didn't mention an increase in any of the cosmetic stuff that I talked about. They didn't mention any of that. So, uh, I think if you're going to do it, because listen, they said they're no longer selling legendary ornaments for weapons. That'd be a great thing to put into like a raid triumph score. You can get some ornaments for your stuff if you focus on these triumphs. And so that gives you a reason to run, you know, the raid more than just three times a week. Uh, and, and I, I, like I said in the video, give me a picture, give me a snapshot. Here's the potential score you can get. And then here is, you know, all the potential earnables you can get, uh, ornaments, uh, shaders, emblems, or the currency, put it all into a, a button that I can press. You know, if I highlight potential score or active score or whatever, and it's like, click to see potential rewards, or uh, active, sorry, they're using the word active. Click to see active rewards. I'd click it and be like, oh, look, there's a shader uh, over there in the Crucible, as along with an emblem. There's a shader and emblem for, you know, the, the Vanguard. Uh, there's some ornaments for the raid. There's some of, you know, some of this for, if I, if I run milestones, if I run enough strikes, because I think right now, when I go into the Triumph, if, if, if I go into the Triumph screen, I just end up feeling over a, a little bit, uh, a little bit overwhelmed. It's like, where am I, where, where am I even supposed to look? People will literally tell me like, oh, Lono, you can get that and you got to do this. I'm like, oh, where is that? And they're like, oh, it's, it's in here. It's in this place. It's in that place. Um, they might be uh, working on the AT&T lines. I don't know. I'm, my internet is like super, super slow. No, it might just be Destiny. Um, you know, it it if it was if it was more streamlined, if I could go in and get a snapshot of what's earnable, I probably would have chased more things over the seasons. It's not just about the score itself. It's about the you know what armor ornaments could I get. I thought they should have done that. When I saw that arm, armor ornament on the Dust Rock Blues, I think it would have been nice to put in, you know, a, a clear, you know, a clear line to other things. So I come over here to Triumphs, and it shows, it does show right now. Did they add that fifteen thousand out of twenty one ninety three? Is that the, oh, is that the total Triumphs, or or the that's that, is that the potential score that I could get? I don't think there's another 6,000. 
92? Or is that the total number of triumphs? Not the score, but the total number of triumphs that are in there. I think. I think that's what it is. So, here's a perfect example. I clicked on this. I'm like, oh wow. So, you got events. You got activities. I come down here to season 11 and there's all this stuff. And I, you know, I didn't, I didn't come in and look at any of that. And that's not all they have. That's not all they have. They, you know, you come down here to Vanguard. You're like, okay, so, you know, what do I get for, for all this stuff? I got to individually highlight it. I got to go, I got to go searching for it. You know, you got your general. Again, I got to come down here. Insight Terminus, we almost got. Hulled Lair. So, yes, a couple hundred Ks there we could get. But right now, what's happening? What's happening? I'm not getting any sense of why. Why would I do any of this? What's the benefit? What's the purpose? I got to come over here and, oh, Ancient Defender. If I do the uh, Garden of Salvation without any members of my team dying. I got to go hunting and looking. I, I just, I don't know. You click on Almighty, you know that's what you're getting, and then you come over here to look at what you need to do. And I, I just, I think that that's an easier form. Something like that is, is I think, more more required. Yeah, so we got, we, I, I, I never got Riven's Bane. You know, I got pretty close on Riven's Bane. Uh, what we have? What, what do we have? A, th- a thirteen, uh, thirteen out of sixteen on Riven's Bane. You know, eight out of eleven on the uh, on the Curse Breaker. You know, I got to collect the bones and destroy all the eggs. I, I, I guess that's it. Uh, I don't know. Again, it, it it becomes to me it becomes too it becomes too hard to even see the forest for the trees. It's like where, yeah, Dredgen. I got. I, I can get Dredgen. Win a gambit with a gambit weapon equipped in every slot, and then a secret one that I never got. I guess. I don't know why something. It says something is flashing down here, and then I don't see anything flashing. Maybe it, oh, maybe does it want me to look at the new one, the moments of triumph one? Oh yeah, I got some in here. Yeah, I got some moments of triumph once completed. I wasn't even paying attention. Um, I have not even been paying attention to moments of triumph. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I haven't. I, I haven't. Uh, altered element can be earned in here. Uh, the Traveler's Chosen still listed as an exotic arsenal thing. That's what people are thinking we're going to maybe get this week. So, I mean, that's a bit of a winding path that we just walked down to show that you know it's like ah, it's difficult for me to go in there and truly grasp what can I do what can I get it seems very all over the place so triumphs are good but they're not great and I think the new system could maybe streamline that the potential score and then again a menu to show me potential uh, potential cosmetics potential earnables could be there as well Yixel, a little off topic here, but are you a fan of raid exotics being tied to quests or do you prefer the traditional raid of exotics being RNG based with maybe some RNG protection? I like them dropping. I think that's more exciting. I think having them drop is is more in line with a, tra- a traditional loot loot pursuit, you know, loot and shoot experience. Um and I think that as long as there's some form of RNG protection, then 
I think that is the right uh, the right path to take it. I think that's the right path to take it. If you're if you're not going to do that, then you got to do the quest. And I'm not against the quests. I just think the quests are a little bit more transactional, a little bit more boring. Um, you know, I think that they can. I think you can do something that's a lot more exciting uh, if you if you do something that drops. It's one of the things where I think the main reason people are hesitant to say yes to drops is because they have horrible memories of Galahorn, horrible memories of of uh, the the Vex Mythoclast, and then more recently they have horrible memories of the 1K voices and the Anarchy. So if you have gone through the 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 trauma, uh, you will use that word very loosely. We'll say the frustration. If you've gone through the frustration of those drop rates, I understand being like, no, absolutely not. Give me a freaking quest. Just give me a quest. I can get it, and then I can be done with it. I, I get that. I think if you have it be a drop with good drop rate protection, so after about a month, if you've done your due diligence, you should be on your way. You should be on your way uh, to getting it to drop. It's just more exciting. I mean, in my experience, and I think even in your experience, don't you prefer something dropping as opposed to like checking off a box? I'm just kind of tired. I'm kind of tired of getting stuff from the tower, stuff from the menu, stuff from bounties, stuff from quests. All my loot's coming from when I'm in a menu and pressing the A button. I'm not even active in combat. I'm not like celebrating a high five, good raid guys, nice win, good job, and then, oh cool, boom, I got a drop that I want. Listen, as much as we hated the drop rate of the 1K voices, I think the 1K voices experience was cool because when you go into the environment and there's a small chance to get it and you can see when somebody does get it, I think that environment is comedically toxic and frustrating. It's comedically toxic and frustrating. And I'm not saying we need more of that. I don't want somebody to be on their 87th run and they still haven't gotten it yet. But it's always better to have the memory of the drop tied to the actual encounter as opposed to standing in the standing in the me- in a menu. Oh, I did enough. Click, boom, got it. Oh, I uh, I'm going to go cash in all these umbrals. Boom, got it. You know, I I I'm always in favor of the drop. This is why I've been in favor of weapon boons where you pop it and then while you're in the playlist while I'm in strikes while I'm in crucible the chance of the item dropping goes up the longer I'm in there um now we don't need loot explosions I know people have argued for loot explosions like they do in borderlands and I just I don't necessarily think that that is uh, possible or necessary there is such a thing as too much loot in destiny like when I end a strike and I got like nine blues to dismantle that can get a little bit old that can feel like less satisfying than you want it to be cleaning up your inventory and deleting stuff is there is something satisfying about it but it starts to uh, it starts to get a little bit old why is I was looking at his phone I mean I'm still talking and engaging and doing the content I just periodically check on the quality of the stream I just pull it up on my phone and let it run for a little bit that's all I'm not like stopping talking and not saying anything uh it's just a periodic thing that I do because we're on YouTube and I just kind of like to track that kind of thing while I'm live. Because um, sometimes people are like, where can I get the better viewership? Where, you know, where's the quality better? And I feel like the, the, you know, the phone app tends to be more consistent than a lot of the other places you can watch. Um, 
I think the problem is is when the thing is RNG is the only thing you want, then you just feel like busy work for no reason. I mean, that's good input. I sometimes I wonder if the anarchy and the 1K voices loomed so large in our minds because there was literally nothing else really worth getting in the raid. Do you see what I'm saying? If there were potential really good drops in Wrath and Last Wish that you really cared about, then it you would feel that draw of like, I'm going to go in and try to get those as well. And if you don't get the exotic, you're still in there maybe getting something worthwhile. It To me, Vault of Glass was like multiple chances. I didn't have Fatebringer yet. I didn't have Vex. And I went in there, and those two things were potentially going to drop for me. And I feel like as long as you have that depth of gear in the raid itself, you're getting high set armor drops. You're getting potential god roll drops on the loot, and the loot's actually good. Um, Then, you know, then it's okay if you don't get the exotic for a couple of weeks. I think the problem is, is the only thing really worth getting from last wish or from scourge the only real thing people were chasing was the exotics i always figured he had chat or notes on his phone sometimes that's what i'm doing i'm pulling up my phone because i'll have screenshots of like the blog posts and i'll just be kind of looking over it and reading it while i'm talking and kind of vamping and saying well maybe you know maybe something will come up maybe i'll be able to to weave this in into the conversation uh, so sometimes I'm doing that like if before I'm going to do a talk on like a TWAB I usually have screenshots in my phone of the most relevant parts and then I'll kind of like pepper that through my you know if I'm talking and want to reference something uh, I'll, I'll pepper that I'll pepper that throughout um, I think a lot of the times we're talking about this I can be guilty of this especially we can misquote Bungie and misrepresent stuff. I was really nervous when I you kept using the term deep dive. I was like, oh shoot, did they actually say deep dive? And they actually had. They they the 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 text it's a, a deeper look, you know. I was always impressed when he texted his wife while debating or answering a question without missing a beat. It's it's a learned skill. I didn't I did not used to be able to do that. I did not, if I have to read something or type something, I uh, I generally struggle to keep to keep on point. But I've gotten good at vamping uh, with with a lot of the a lot of the content when we're doing it. You know what I mean? Don't listen to him chat. He just scrolls through because he's bored with your lame questions. You caught him. He's trying to find an excuse. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I really just go to Reddit and I watch public freakout videos to channel my rage, like while I'm while I'm here. Um, so I just I go into I go into public freakout and just look for Karen's, you know, throwing fits in grocery stores. It helps me uh, th- get through the day and it helps me get through your questions. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's my answer that's my answer is put it in there have some good have some good drop rate protection but I feel like what Stormy brought up is an important part if the new raid has a great loot pool and really dope weapons and dope armor chances I don't think you're gonna get as caught up on the fact that like I still don't have the exotic sure you're really gonna want it and the third week of not getting it you're probably gonna be pretty ticked off but you're not gonna be as frustrated you're not gonna feel like the entire raid was a waste of time because the entire time they're in there you might get a better roll on a gun 
you might get a really really good stat lean on legs or whatever it is that you're you know you're trying to get so i i think it's you, you got to attack the raid twofold establish a good drop rate um protection system for exotics so there's a reason to go in there each week but you're you're not leaving somebody high and dry where that's literally the only drop they care about because the whole way there i remember in last wish the runs were you know they they they, people would be pretty grumpy they were just going through the motions they just went they were just doing it for the sake of doing it and i remember it was like all that mattered was the bow from the vault i think and then and then 1k those were like the two things that everyone was always crossing their fingers for. And if you could have gotten a really, really amazing, unique role on Chattering Bones or the nature, uh, a nation of beasts or any of those, I think it would have been different. I think the problem is Chattering Bone and Nation of Beasts didn't feel unique or powerful enough to really um, to calm the fires of frustration. I w- there was a Chattering Bones that I wanted to get, and I went so many weeks with without without getting it that I just stopped caring. I was like it's not even that much better than the, than at the time at the time. I was like it's not better than the bygones. I can just get a bygones from the Dagum Tower, you know. Um it was amazing during Pulse meta. Well, number 1, I didn't play PVP. So number 2, if I really just wanted a top tier pulse, uh, the, the 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 bygones was stupidly good and I could get a good roll from the tower. It was kind of like it was the hung jury effect all over again. Hung jury was a better primary than virtually all the primaries in Kingsfall. Similar situation here. Chattering Bone was good, but it wasn't out. It wasn't like outpacing or outmatching uh, the bygones. And the bygones you could literally just buy in the tower. So, and you know he's a dad, so pulse rifle is the only choice. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I can't, get, I can't get kills without a pulse rifle. I need that aim assist doing everything for me, except. I actually prefer hand cannons, but I know you're just taking a, a funny dig. I prefer the. I think the thorn is the best. Is the best PVP primary. I think the thorn is undeniably the best PVP primary. It rewards you appropriately for a kill. Uh, it handles really, really well. It's great for map management and trials. You put that poison on somebody. Uh, I think thorn is like a perfect weapon. It's got. It's just. It's so. It's so thoughtfully designed it doesn't step out of its lane it 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 does it does what you want the gun to do it, it I, I don't know there's just something really really clean and and right about thorn it's not great on console Lona you're wrong mountaintop's the best primary <laughs> uh, high skill ceiling are we forgetting that 150s have the highest aim assist in the game that's true too yeah 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 150s are kind of busted I remember I think I saw footage that somebody put it on Twitter maybe it might have been a slowed down animated gif and it was showing spare rations getting hits that were clear misses and it was just like and and you're going to sit there and use your spare rations and complain about dad rifles while you use a gun that that grants you hits on misses like get the frick out of here <laughs> I thought it was pretty good you know it was it was good it was a good pushback to the to the dad rifle arrogance of people that run around with a mind benders and a spare and think they're doing something special. Uh, I can show you a clip that shows that all aim assist is stupid, period. It has nothing to do with 150s. Well, I mean, we've talked about this with snipers. Sorry, we're getting a little frame drop, guys. It should go away uh, pretty quickly. We've been streaming on Spectrum 
audio doesn't really get interrupted too bad when this happens uh, and it generally stabilizes within about you know five seconds or so so I apologize uh, looks like we're already back in the green um, sorry about that uh, so you know we've talked about the aim assist on snipers I mean I remember literally hitting snipes in trials and people were like nice snipe Lono and I'm like oh the game that was the game <laughs> the game did that for me dude that was not me that was not me you know I just I, I just I had to be honest on a couple of those snipes it was like dude I just I literally aimed to the side you know of of the head um here's a good tweet that says I can't fathom being so arrogant and blind I think that something you do takes copious amounts of skill but another doesn't in a game that's entirely uh, made to feel good and dilute the skill gap as a whole yeah I mean that was always I thought the the good pushback I saw some of the PvP guys some of the streamers say is getting upset at how easy it is to use a pulse rifle while also using a spare rations is is laughably you know disconnected from reality it's like it, you know it, you sure sure handling and aiming and using a hand cannon is i would say a little more challenging than a pulse rifle but the amount of aim assist you get in destiny is just absurd I, snipers especially i think it's the most e- it's the easiest to see cuz it's a one hit kill um I, I think it's the easiest to see the absurdity of aim assist is because a sniper is a one hit kill. You drag flip and it's like you I'm drag or flick and it's just like oh my gosh what, what the, the the game's doing everything for you. <laughs> so it's like people saying snipers in Destiny are the highest skill uh, special weapons at the moment. <laughs> that's that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I just don't think people realize that uh destiny is easy (laughs) listen i don't want to take away from the people that are like really really good at destiny but if you really break it down and you really analyze what's required to be excellent at destiny it's a pretty easy game you know people talk about it being easy in pve people talk about being easy in pvp it's just easy it doesn't take away from the high skill ceiling but you look at the the reflexes and the instinct and the knowledge required to play a game with econ and no aim assist and 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 you know the way that the, the way that some of the mechanics and things work in a game like Valorant or something it's like the the skill required to 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 dominate in Valorant you know take your absolute best killers and amazing players on mouse and keyboard we wanted this to be fair right take your absolute best killers in destiny's pvp on mouse and keyboard and put them up against some of the best players in valorant and you're going to start to see a clear difference between the, the 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 skill gap between people that play you know a game like that um it's just very, very different. Destiny's very handholdy. I think dad rivals are just called that because of the passive lame playstyle that they reward. Nothing wrong with that, just preference. Hand cannons are are better at fast, aggressive mobile playstyle, which gives the game some pep. Oh, I mean, I yeah, I, I understand that. I understand that. Um, what do you mean, Potato is radiant in Valorant? I didn't say all Wheezy. I also think Potato's at another at another level. I said take your top players on you know in Destiny Crucible with mouse and keyboard throw them into Valorant, and then put them up against the top levels of in Valorant. Do you understand? I'm saying take the top performing players in Valorant and put them up against the top defending players in Destiny, and you're going to see a very, very clear difference. The guns are built like the weapons in Halo. Halo always allowed drag snipes. In fact, drags were a big deal in all three initial games. 
yeah I, I'm not trying to knock people that are good in Crucible I'm just kind of trying to wake you up to the fact that like it Crucible is I don't know there's a lot in Destiny that holds your hand there's a lot of things in Destiny that make things easy for you and so people need to sometimes just settle down a little bit <laughs> um so and and two and to be fair Valorant is a learned playstyle you gotta play in a very particular way angles map awareness counter strafing all that I mean it's really really a unique style game uh, for that for, for that you know you're not just gonna run over there and, and go for it um, so yeah that's a whoosh <laughs> that's a whoosh in the discord that's plenty of questions rated about an hour I appreciate everybody submitting questions we may or may not transition to VIP call-ins we've been doing VIP call-in based on demand sometimes we have more or less people depending on the subject so uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play uh, and you want to watch live go to saynotorage.com to watch live you can c- click subscribe and the bell button uh, you can also always click the join button to join these conversations with written questions or VIP call-ins. As always, uh, if you're listening or watching in those other locations, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the VIP call-in session after the talk about the big Triumphs update. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube as a past broadcast, you can always watch live at SayNoToRage.com. I'll take you right to the YouTube channel. And you can also click subscribe and the bell button. That helps me out. Or the join button to join directly as a paying member and get all kind of benefits. If you want to take part in these VIP call-ins, that's an option as well for the paying memberships. You can do that on Patreon at SNTRPresents.com as another option. So we're going to start with Light Leap. I'm coming to you, sir. What did you want to talk about today? Uh, go ahead. All right. Uh, I wanted to talk about mostly what your thoughts are on. I see a lot of talk on Reddit um, or in the forums and general requests from people that triumph triumphs should be more rewarding so triumphs should reward cosmetics like ghost shells sparrows um and i think given that there is not much loot to chase right and exotic weapons from the raid they should be obtainable by oral and we miss like this this oha drop you know i wonder if bungie is putting too much focus on triumphs uh i i worry that because i think especially once every raid gets like some exotics that can drop wouldn't it be more exciting those to be super rare and and, and some have them some don't and and, mm-hmm. and they just come from there instead of just clicking a triumph button and on the other hand i also think triumphs are a cool way of, of for completionists to go something after but i don't think they should become a staple of the game so i worry because I worry we have too much of this checklist grind and that's what triumphs essentially are. Mm-hmm. So I worry if there's too much focus on, you know, having titles even harder, making them more prominent. They're just a small add-on for the completionist to me. And I would I wouldn't personally want to see a game where they become the major focus. Yeah, I don't it's hard to know because it's such a big area and 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 list of things to do already you know so if you go in there and look at it right now 
it's kind of overwhelming. Like, I did it just briefly to show people, like, one of the reasons I don't really go in there is it's just, it's hard to even know, okay, so where can I get shaders? Where can I get uh, currency? It, it's all it's all kind of spread out. And so I wonder if the update has this this feel that it's huge and it's this big, sharp focus when really it's just they're having to update a really, really big system. You know, the system itself is so large that's possibly why uh, that that it seems so big. I, I tend to agree with you, though. I mean, I think the shift away from bounties being a central focus and not just feeling like... I mean, I, that's... In the same vein, people were like, did you get your glows done? Did you go after your glows? And I was like, no. It was just... It was too much. It, you're asking me to do way more than I would, uh, I would typically want to spend my time on. And... Triumphs, I think they're supposed to be, at least how I've always viewed them, as a side sort of, I'm done with everything capstone, so if you want to get a title or maybe an emblem, that to me is where Triumphs always landed. Now, I'm in favor of doing a couple of shaders here and there, and even today I thought, hey, you can put some ornaments or something in there since they're not selling legendary ornaments anymore. uh, there, There could be a way for them to do that. Um... For, for the actual, uh, for the part at the end of my video where I said, I don't care about this, but I might, if you make it easier for me to kind of look at, like, here's the possible amount of points to get. Here's a very linear directive way. So if I, oh, I really want that shader, that emblem, I can click on it. And then it would give me like a list of all the things I need to do. I think that would be a better way to make it seem like you could go in and maybe a little bit more piecemeal, you know, kind of pick from the menu what you're wanting to get out of it, because not everybody wants to go in and get all the 18,000 possible points, you know, and everything else. Um, so, but I, I hear where your concern is coming from. This could be like a a poor man's endgame that they could just keep trying to fill with checklists of things to do and homework, and you feel like as I said today, I don't want to put too much of a focus on this because we already struggle with getting loot in the game. I'm getting loot from the tower. I'm getting loot from the refractor. I'm getting loot from bounties. I'm getting, you know, I come to the tower to turn in my milestones and get loot from uh, the gunsmith or Hawthorne uh, or Zavala. So I wouldn't want Triumphs to, to do what I already feel the game is doing, which is almost cannibalizing itself. It's like it's eating itself and making it to where we don't do anything where there's loot actually dropping out in the world or out in the game it's all in a menu um right and if it becomes too much of a focus also i mean honestly that's that's something where i am kind of elitist or if i can use that word because i didn't mind that for example the blacksmith the, the shaders were rare drops that it was hard to get or that you know people complain on reddit oh yeah i can't get the riven spain title because this doesn't drop for me this is i think that's how it should be i mean it shouldn't be i'm open to say with everything else in the game no there should be a way to get it but titles those are like the end thing right you want to click on it and be like wow i'm finally done with this yeah. And I have the feeling that when they become too much of a focus, right, because there's not much else, as we saw with the seasonal titles, right, people come in, oh, that's too much grind for this, too much grind for that. They also become suddenly meaningless again, mm-hmm. right? So they should be rare. They shouldn't be a focus. They should be this 
this as you said once you have everything and you really want to you know do the do the raid triumphs do the do the, the do the grind for for this and this shader to complete the badge and then you eventually get the title that's how they should be but if they become too much of a focus of the game itself for for every player because there's not much loot to get like it's too shallow then they be also become again meaningless right sort of way because they're too easy in a way what do you think about Snowbird's contribution just now in YouTube chat? It says, Prophecy had Sparrow for Solo, Ghost for Flawless, and the Emblem for Solo Flawless. I really like that. Do you think it, it's, is that an appropriate way to do it? Put it in the end game, make it almost challenge-based? I mean, I'm kind of torn on this because um, the dungeon was the first dungeon that had exclusive loot. Granted, it was reissued loot, but still, you can only get it in the dungeon, right? And you can grind for it. So there is this incentive already there. I still think... Yeah, I mean, for example, what I would have preferred, I think... Let's say the emblem came in three variants, right? So you get, like, the first one is black and white, the other one has a little bit of color, and the last one is, like, this like the solo flawless one is the final version. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been, like, an upgrade for the emblem. Like, like we had those rare drops in the Nightfalls. I don't know if you remember, we had these emblem variants. Yeah. And I, it, wouldn't it be cool, let me ask that question back, wouldn't it be cooler that you have these, this ghost shell and the sparrow and, and maybe the ship even, like, rare, and you would sometimes see people with it and be like, oh, man, this guy got, got the cool ship from the dungeon or from this dungeon. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be cooler? I'm not saying take the rewards away. I think, for example, emblems wouldn't be exciting drops. So it would be cool to have, especially in variations, for triumphs like this, especially ones that get progressively harder. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't it be cooler to sometimes have this back in Destiny that you see people with like cosmetics and you think, like, oh, man, I really want to get that, or that's cool, he got that drop. Because they're not really essential, like exotic weapons, right? They're just cosmetics. Yeah, I like the idea of variants because then it's... To me, it's more about it's loot in the game and something you can earn. But if you want to go further and make it look cooler, then you know it's 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 an optional thing. But it's not like oh, the only way to get the ship or the only way to get whatever is to do a triumph. So it's it doesn't feel like it's in the game. It feels like again, it's it's in a menu. Um, exactly, that's another issue. Yeah, I just realized the symbol from the triumph screen that has like the three it's like three orange slices that get smaller or flatter that symbol's already in the game it's under if you click on an emblem and go to career that's the symbol um so i wonder if that is maybe where the legacy then ones are going to go i wonder if people are right that's going to be where it tracks your career triumphs um in the in the game that's just like an aside i was looking for uh I, I was looking for where I could actually change. Where do you even change the alt? How do you get to the alt? Isn't there a? The, you mean the, va- alt, the emblem variants? Yeah, you, you can't. They're now separate in the collections. You 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 don't have emblem variants anymore. Uh, you uh, have to pull out the variants as a as a specific emblem. Oh, yeah. Because I have. I know I have the variants for. Yeah, here it is. Here's the variant for. Um, the warden of nothing i knew i had it i was going to show it like while you were talking about it um yeah i like the i think one of my favorites is the variants on the the nakra strike i love those variants i think they're really cool um because you get one that's yeah. like literally nakra's head right some of them are really cool i think that's a cool way to show like look i did the 
I just did the solo, or I just did the flawless, I did the solo, and then the guy with the solo flawless gets like the fancy, maybe even glittering one or something like that. Yeah, because I think what you're trying to do is you're trying to deepen and enhance what should already be present, which is drops, you know, cool things should be dropping in the raid. You know, cool cosmetics should be dropping in the raid. And you're wanting to enhance that, not pull away. Uh, You know, obviously the worry is always that they're they're pulling things they're almost like pulling the game apart it's like the, you've got cosmetics uh you, i'm sorry you got emblems and shaders and all this other stuff and that's in uh you know triumphs so go to triumphs but then when you go into the raid it's like oh this is just guns and armor and you're like okay instead of having it kind of all be in a complementary system that works together it feels like the systems i think that's probably one of the reasons i go to triumphs i start looking at stuff and i'm like oh frick this i don't even know like i don't i don't even know where to look i don't know what i'm supposed to do um, and then I just kind of give up. I'm like, ah, I'm not, I'm not going to mess with this. If it was easier, um, you know, cause you could even make it on the emblem itself. Like you get the emblem, the ship, the ghost of the sparrow from the raid and you would go to it. Like imagine the ornamental system coming to ships. So I would right. be able to look here and be, I, I'd be able to cl- like click on it. And I'd see the ornament for the ship grayed out, and it would say, tied to thus and so raid triumph. And I'd be like, oh. That would be amazing, yeah. Yeah, I can enhance and make this raid ship or sparrow look cooler. There's an emblem, there's, a, there's an ornament for it that I get for doing a particular challenge in the raid. I think what that does is it brings the two systems together like two puzzle pieces, like they kind of click in together. Like, instead of what it is now... You know, I, I came in here and I saw that, that one for the Seasonal Triumph and I had no idea that it even existed. The Cottontail Shell and the uh, the Ten Sun Sparrow were completely out of my mind. I, had no, I hadn't even thought about them. I know I saw them when the season started and I hadn't looked at them since. If instead they were just drops, you know, and the Cottontail Shell... Uh, cotton tail shell. Maybe it doesn't get the 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 glowing light up ears, and maybe the whiskers and stuff aren't there when you first get it. It's more dull or more basic. But the moving with the little twitching whiskers and the little ears, you get that as an ornament for the ghost for doing that challenge. So there's a clear difference between yours and mine. If you get you know the ten the the of ten sun sparrow, same thing. They could add something to it as a as an ornament. I. I think this is a great idea. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fearful. We're obviously we're talking about one of those home runs that's probably not going to land in the game. Right. They're going to keep it separate because it works. Like what we're talking about is is refining and bringing a, uh, and making it. We would call that making it great instead of just good. Because right now it's good. It's an extra thing you can go for. I think what you know what uh, what Snowbird brought the discussion is 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 a good point that hey that's just something that you can, you can beat the the dungeon. There's loot in the dungeon, but then there's this optional stuff you can get on the triumph. I like your pushback that like that stuff should just be in there, but it, you can make it look better or different if you complete the challenge and the triumph. So then the loot pool in the raid feels more full, uh, and it feels like there's more things to chase. Yeah, I think people forget sometimes. So for example. You know me. Uh, if, it, if even if it came to exotic weapons, I don't mind low drop rates um, because I can play it up. But I I see the case that um, you know somebody who is not able to run the raid like fifty times in a season should because because exotics can be gameplay defining, meta defining, right? They mm-hmm. there should be a way to it. So I agree. But I think what a looter shooter and its world live a little from is 
that there are some items that are just rare and they drop and you you never know when you get them and then you get excited when you see it drop right for yourself or mm-hmm. for somebody else you get jealous and i think wh- why do we have to have this idea especially in something that's so not gameplay um, gameplay impacting like these cosmetics they they would be a perfect addition to that like the nano phoenix was in d1 right everybody was like oh man this 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 ship is awesome and i would love to have it see drop but um they, they're the perfect candidate in my opinion to to give us a little bit of that and yeah people would have to be fine well, well maybe i will never see it but that's kind of that's kind of the point <laughs> we kind of don't have that i think um it, it adds a bit of, of excitement to destiny mm-hmm. that uh that wouldn't really take away from your experience yeah, the only hang-up I could see with what we've come up with is you'd have to let people uh, do the challenge and the triumph ahead of time, even if they don't have the sparrow or the ship or the ghost. So they could unlock the ornament for it early. Like, I wouldn't want somebody to be like, I can't get the stupid ship to drop, and eventually they, you know, it's harder to do the challenge or it's hard to do the triumph because maybe less people are raiding or something. So you'd want to let people unlock the dope version of the ship, sparrow, ghost, or the emblem even if they don't have it yet. So, like, I could have unlocked the Nano Phoenix ornament by defeating Axis, you know, 50 times while having a perfect plate slam, like 50 challenges or something. So then the ornament would have been waiting for me when Nano Phoenix finally dropped. Um, You got to be careful with the drop rate, though, because if it is tied to something that I earn and can never use, like if I unlock the ornament and the drop rate's just so awful that I never get to shift the sparrow, the ghost or whatever, you got to be careful. But I do think you're right. There's a happy medium where the drop rate could be low and exciting, but not strangled. Right. Um, and to answer to Greg, uh, I think he said in chat, uh, I think we need to draw a line where we feel excited and not relieved, like Crota's Bane Shell, which is the shell you need for the Harbinger title. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't even even happy where I got it. Just glad it was over with. Um, but I, if you ask me, you're 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 banging at the wrong door because I would tell tell you, man, that's a title. If you want the title, which is supposed to be like your show off that you committed to particular activities in the game, you better go through it. Yeah, I felt relieved as well when I finally got the ship from uh, Alt- from Altar of Sorrow. Uh, I wasn't happy grinding it like 50 times because some people got it after three, but it was a title. It's like it shows that I engaged to a depth with the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you really want the title, that's what I mean. But I think that's what you're saying that. So this pushback comes. That's what I mean. That's what I, with the thing, with triumphs become too much of the game. If there's nothing else that people have to go for titles, they feel like, oh man, it, it's too, it's too crazy. If there was enough excitement in the game and title were really this, I want to show that I committed to Shadowkeep, then you have to, um, then you have to live with it. Well, and we touched on that earlier, when, oh, I forget who brought it up. They basically said if the loot would have been better in Scourge and Last Wish, people would have been able to handle a low exotic drop rate better. But it became like the only thing worth chasing. And in the same token, what you're saying, like if the if the raids if the raids were better, if the raids had better stuff, and you you know while you were grinding for that those drops, you're slowly chiseling away against a title or a triumph or something. Instead, it becomes the be all end all. It's like all yeah, exactly. I can get from here is this stupid exotic or this stupid ghost, and then you almost feel like it's owed to you. It doesn't feel like a celebration. It feels like well, finally, you know, I got my due. Yeah, if the weapons from from Altar of Solo were worth it, right? That you grind these waves because you because the 
um, the, the the shotgun and the, and the sniper is really good and you and you really want it, I mean, eventually the shell will drop on the side, right? And it would show you engaged with the content because yeah. you wanted to get all the weapons, not that you grinded the content specifically for the stupid ghost shell. Yep. It's kind of like when I was grinding um, for the exotics in the nightfall we were doing we were just doing the the 1050s or whatever the frick they were they weren't that hard and i didn't care i didn't care i just i was i didn't want it to be frustrating i wanted to be able to talk to chat and i remember at the end of the season i had gotten a bunch of exotics i wanted finally got a good worm husk got a bunch of other ones and i think i even started switching to my titan and we got some great titan drops for my titan i got a uh, we got a, a Helma Saint to hear. Yeah, here you great Helma Saint. There was like a uh, like a sixty five and a, a, a. I think I can't remember if this. I think we got a good skull for it. And while I was doing that, all of a sudden I realized I had so many prisms that they were going to the they were going to the the postmaster. And so I started buying up ascendant shards. And I came into this season with all that currency. Now that's a small version of what we're talking about. It's like. While I while I was chasing something, I was getting something else that was benefiting me, and that's where raids need to nail the loot so that I don't feel that there's there's two drops that matter and everything else sucks. I mean, even as much as we praise Wrath of the Machine, a lot of the loot pool with respect to weapons were just literal pieces of trash that no one would use, and that needs to I think that needs to go away. Um, even if it's just a fusion rifle or a sidearm, it should be unique and cool. And I know those guns were kind of unique and cool. I'm not going to say they weren't they weren't kind of neat to use here and there. Uh, but in general, I just if the if the loot pool is lacking, then everything gets narrow really fast. Imagine, I mean, we have to imagine this because they've never done this. Imagine if every weapon in Wrath was dope and 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 had potential of being used in its slot the machine gun the grenade launcher i'm sorry uh the rocket launcher the fusion the sidearm mm, there's one i'm forgetting wasn't there there was a shotgun too um and none of them were worth using compared to other weapons at the time in that in that uh area machine guns were just bad in general but the rocket was terrible there were way better rockets you know and and all in the three others that i listed the sidearm the fusion and the shotgun were all bad Right. If, all, if all of those would have been amazing, then it would have been a lot more exciting to slowly pick away and get everything. You also have to remember, th- they weren't even random rolls; those were static roll weapons. So if you took a if you took a raid and put amazing guns in there, and they were worth chasing, and they had random rolls, you just really, really ex- like exponentially increased the, the end game's longevity and relevancy for players that really want to chase stuff. Exactly. Yeah, so I guess that pretty much sums it up. Basically, the loot should be the focus, the triumphs should be the add-on, and uh, if it's the other way around, we we run into problems. Uh, that okay. that was it for me. Okay, thanks, thanks for, for calling. Call. That was good. Yeah. All right, I'm coming to Avenger, sir. What do you have? Yeah. So um, when we were talking earlier about triumphs leaving, um, case in point, the truth, the power being tied to 33 weeks and that leaving, so you won't be able to get the title. Um, it also brought to my attention that something like Wayfair, um, where you might not have, you know, the EDZ triumphs done, or maybe you missed like a lost sector on the EDZ, or you missed something on Nessus. That stuff isn't leaving. And the biggest issue that I have with this content, I don't want it to be farmed. I don't want it to be farmed. The content still in the game, let it be done. 
if my content is still in the game, if it's in the, the Dreaming City, my Truth to Power stuff is still there, my eggs are still there, my bones are still there. Mm -hmm. I can still get all of that lore in the game, but I can't get the other lore. This is the case with other past badges that can also be used to get seals. If you didn't get Randy's during Season of Dawn, but you still had the quest, it didn't expire, you could get it in Season of the Worthy, complete the badge for Season of Dawn, and get the seal in Season of Worthy, even though it was past that. It was the same thing if you did a Master Nightfall, past Season of Undying, and that's the only thing you needed was the badge, you could then get the Season of Undying seal past that season. It, it didn't matter. So this, this concept is already in the game. Titles aren't taking up much space, and if you're just removing the content, that is part of that and saying, well, the seal's still here. This is say a legacy seal. And you can only get it if, because if you have, you know, the dreaming city, the truth, the power stuff. To me, it makes the queen's court completely useless to do. Right. And there's no reason to do any of the other stuff other than to get the triumph score, which is, you know, for me, that's something where like, I want to grab the triumph score, but not a lot of people are going to sit there and say, I'm going to go get this to get the triumph score. They're going to say, well, I can't get this title now anymore. This is stupid. And then they leave. Even though it's been two years, it's still in the game. And that's the point that I'm trying to drive at. Well, I think the problem, though, is is that... <clears throat> and this is one of the challenges with uh, DCV. They're, they're slicing it up, right? There are elements of those you can't do anymore, but there are elements you can. And I think this is just possibly one of the pieces of collateral damage with this system. And I think I'm willing to accept some of this because, as you said, it has been two years also. Um, is a new player that missed out on that, are they going to jump in and have the affinity, the the awareness, and the care about that particular piece that you've highlighted that's you know not not available anymore? I, I think that's why they're going towards the active score thing. It's like, hey, you're new the active score is almost entirely tied to the present stuff going on the seasonal content Europa uh, the new strikes the new the new missions they said that there's even going to be one that's specifically set up for new guardians to kind of like take them through uh, you know take them through and and feel like okay this is what it is to be a guardian um, so I, while I hear where you're coming from, I think it gets muddy and messy when they're taking out four planets, but leaving these these others, and you're like, well, I could still work on that. And it's like, well, but could anybody, if anybody's starting behind where you started, aren't there planets missing and they can't even get some of it done? I thought somebody said that the other planets were included in one of the titles that you were talking about specifically in the Discord a little while ago. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, I understand the point of, you know, well... The whole title won't be there, so what's the point of keeping it in the game? If they would have told me 33 weeks ago and said, Hey, we're taking out this title completely. You cannot earn it anymore. If you want to go get this title, if you're if you're a new light player and you're grinding out titles and you say, Oh, well, I was going to grind that here in a little bit. I'm not sure. Do it now so you won't miss out on this. But you're completely missing out on it. They said eight weeks ago, they pulled the rug out and they said, Guess what? not allowed to do it anymore go have fun and that's the issue that i have with it they're not putting they're not giving you optimal time to do it if they would have said in the optimal time and said hey this is gone if you want to do it start grinding it now and you can still get it that's the issue that i have and that's just communication there and we don't even know if they had this all fully flushed out during that time and that's why 
we have this system in place where you can get it past this past the season the content's still in the game if you don't have the other content it's gone you can't do it anymore but if the content is still in the game i feel like there should be some meaning to still do it now that being said like like you brought up you know it's been two years um you know this might be a um, byproduct of the dcv but i feel like this should be something that they should look at i feel like this isn't something that should be like oh well you know dcv's done got adios goodbye lore mm. goodbye titles well and this is a specific one too i mean truth to power i would i would almost guarantee when they conceived of this in a 33 week you know somebody in chat saying you can do it in 17 weeks or something like but i i, I wonder if this uh if they're if this is the first time the rubber's kind of meeting the road of we created all these great triumphs we created this really really great um weekly rotation in the dreaming city and you know brings that but then the problem is it's 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 bucking up against a wall it's hitting a wall where it's like well we want the game to expand so we have to retire some planets we got to move some of this stuff out and whoever was in charge of forsaken the dreaming city and all of those ideas that they had they probably couldn't even conceive of this system so i just i wonder if there's something they can do with this one in particular because i think what you're saying is really only ringing true with one particular you know triumph i think a lot of the triumph uh is a lot, a lot of the triumphs aren't aren't at this scope and scale. So right now you have plenty of warning for the other triumphs. You have two entire months to work on some of the other ones if you're trying to get them. Some of the other seals, titles, or whatever. Um, I think this one's unique, and then maybe they could do like an update, like we said, to let you, uh, you know, gr- like farm it instead of waiting for the rotations. Yeah, that that right there just it just stuck out to me. And I'm someone I have Chronicler. I have every title in the game that I can get currently right now, other than I uh, conquer and flawless. Um, and I just don't uh, like looking back. I'm just like, why? Like, what's the? Like, why would you remove that if the content's still in the game? And that's something where you know, at least for me, when I get an expansion, the first thing I do is I look at the titles and I go, okay, which one's the coolest one? Which one am I gonna go for? Whenever Shadowkeep dropped, I was like, what's the coolest one? And I saw Enlightened, I'm like, I'm going for that one. You know, that, that's just my mindset. But, um, you know, at least, like, having that and you download the game and you're like, okay, well, what's some cool titles that I can get? You know, someone downloads the game today, like, oh, what's some... Or they've downloaded the game, like, two months ago, right? And they're like, oh, well, I've seen those people walk around with titles. You know, what's someone cool? Oh, Chronicler sounds cool. Guess what? You can't get it anymore. Sucks to suck. Should have played the game two years ago. Ha-ha. Yeah, but... And then- but I'm okay with that. I'm 100% okay with that. If they if 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 they're getting if they're getting the game with Beyond Light and for whatever reason they're like I really want Chronicler, I kind of don't care. Like w- number one, why are they singling that one out? Like they're like, "Oh, I got to get Chronicler." Like why? Why would that, you know, matter? And like even one as see- as easy as Almighty. Ooh, Almighty, that's pretty cool. That's got a that, you know, the uh, that's got a strong sound to it. You weren't here. You didn't get you you weren't playing. You, you don't get it, you know? And I don't want FOMO in every corner of the game, you know, the fear of missing out, but I do think there's an acceptable level of you had to be there. No one can go watch the cutscene of the Almighty falling and getting blown up. You can't go watch that. That's not like a re that's not something you can experience again. You got to go to YouTube obviously. You can watch recordings, you know, from the people that were there, but 
with a game with a living with a live service game i think it's just it's automatic to the to the identity of a game that if you weren't here two years ago you weren't here when they, they closed the 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 loot cave and they put bones in there you know you can go see the bones but you didn't get to take advantage of the loot cave and you didn't get to you know afk forge farm or farm nightmare hunts when they were dropping umbrals like crazy and um you can't even rewatch uh, red war cutscenes in some it's like sort of a theater mode really uh if you want titles that sh- if you want titles that show that you played the co- uh, through the content when it was available you should have played otherwise it's meaning it's a bit meaningless i agree with you yeah it just to me it seems odd i feel like we're legislating to a massive minority how many new players are going to pick up this game in beyond light and become super upset they can't get chronicler or almighty or something i i don't think that's going to be a substantive or even measurable measurable amount of people that get that passionate about it i you know and the fact you're like <laughs> i boot up and i go see what the coolest titles are i'm like what in the frick i go look at the guns that's like the first thing i always pull up i'm like let me go to the collections and look at the guns like i don't know man i don't think that way i'd be curious to see how many people are going to pick up a looter shooter and run to t- available titles to see what titles they can get that's got to be a minority uh especially especially from new players i don't think new players uh i'm not saying they'll never be i just think it's they're the least likely to care about some of those things yeah uh the, the reason why i also said this because you know i'm i'm actually bringing a new friend through it he's from the mmo background so he sees achievements and he goes for those mm-hmm. um and he's got that mindset like me where i'm like oh achievement titles i like those so that's that's kind of the mmo of that but here's also the thing about everything that you said and this is also taking off of light leaps point the content is still in the game it's still available why can't i do something that's not it's in the game that's still there you said all the seasonal traps they're gone all the seasonal seals are gone loot cave that patching is gone umbrals being farmed all of that is gone afk forges you can't afk forging all of that is gone yeah but queen's court's still in the game so what's the point of queen's court outside of the lore no, yeah, I, and I agree with that aspect of it. I think it gets dicey because the DCV is complicating matters. I don't think they would be doing this if it wasn't for the DCV. They just left it in there, you know? And I think you're touching on an even bigger subject. Content that they're leaving in the game, like the Dreaming City and the Tangled Shore, are they literally going to be derelict ghost towns? Like, who cares about them? Blind well? What the frick? Who's going in there? Who's doing any of that stuff? And even more so if you add in what you're talking about like this is the last silver tiny thing of a reason you might be going to do queen's court you might be going to do these things and that's leaving with the with with the title so that's always a question i've had what are you supposed to do with with locations like that and encounters like that that just there's no reason to go there and that's usually what people would say oh but you can always try and go get the titles uh, you know, and you get the triumphs and stuff done, which obviously I'm always like, yeah, no, not me. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think there's a bigger question attached to this, and I think you're right. I mean, they might not be able to because it's all part of it. Like they don't want to leave something in the game that is broken at the front end. Because if you're on the back end of it and you're like, well, Dad Gummit, if you guys would just leave this in here, we could finish it. Um, but the front end would get broken, I would imagine, because of missing planets, uh, which is 
probably the drive the, the larger driving reason why they have to remove it entirely because it would be confusing to people I, I mean outside of they could say something to the effect of if you're already in progress if it's already started you know we'll let you finish it um, we're having some frame drops guys sorry it should clean up pretty fast you know they could say if it's already started if you've already initiated you know we'll let you finish it or whatever since the location's still there uh, since it's still you know it's since it's still available um, I don't know I think there's a variety of solutions here and maybe it needs to be brought to their attention that like dude this is a really really long 33 week thing and you guys are gonna basically cut off people from finishing it who might be close to getting it done and it's not their fault like it's not a matter of well should have done it earlier it's like no it's literally on a rotation so I, I potentially think there could be some some appeasement from their end if possible yeah, and something that something that Lightly is saying in chat right here is that uh, one last point I want to really drive home. I think the people titles are the rarest, um, so they can show off their hard mode ornaments or depth weapons, so they can look at the rarity of titles and show off that. Uh, that's what we just talked about trying to place hardcore rewards. This this right here is around the same sense. You know, I I honestly want hard hard mode raid ornaments, adept. I want that you know more into the game, focused on that. Yeah. But I think titles are good a good grind to go for at least in my eyes you look at that and you say okay well you know i can go do hard content i can get this and that and this and that and i can use those the gameplay experience but at the same time there's this sub there's this passive grind where it's like okay well i can go sh- go do all these stupid and just they're generally stupid uh requirements for a lot of these titles to be honest and but it represents amount of time grind that you did and getting chronicler mm-hmm. represents 33 weeks of you remembering oh this is this curse week let me go in here and let me go get my make sure i do my weekly thing and especially after it's not main content especially when it's not forsaken in the main content you know it's still there the biggest thing is if you're removing so much content why gut the only things that are keeping the other content that you're not getting alive well, and my hope would be I this is this is a this is a stretch. My hope would be they have plans for those areas and locations so that there's something going on. I don't know, maybe not. Um uh <laughs> shut up techno. Techno's got to go. Um you know, if I don't think they're going to do this. It's 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 a long shot that they're actually going to do anything with Blind Well or the Dreaming City or the Tangled Shore. Their, their habit has been to not do that. Their habit has been to ignore areas and let them go derelict. And I'm kind of like, there's two sides of me in this argument. One side, I'm like, that's totally fine. The new focus is going to be Europa, Cosmodrome, new seasonal activity, you know, new grind, new loot. Let's go. Let's go do the, all the new stuff. Because we naturally do that anyway. We naturally shuffle forward. That was always my argument where retiring content wasn't that big of a deal. Because we all naturally shuffled forward from Forges to Menagerie when Menagerie came out. Now, Reckon, you know, Reckoning kind of got lost in the shuffle there. There wasn't a really good reason to shuffle forward to Reckoning because the drop rate was terrible. But generally, we tend to shuffle forward and migrate into the new. And so, most of the player base has probably not visited Tangled Shore or Dreaming City lately at all for any reason in particular, other than to farm a lost sector or something. So 
how many people have gone to the public space of Tangled Shore and were only there for Spider? So if they only go for there for Spider and leave, they don't count. They actually go there when it's a Flashpoint. They actually go there and do, you know, that stuff. Now, Flashpoint, I guess, kind of cheats because most of the player base lives in the public space, so they probably do go there for Flashpoint. Um, but I think that if you, I get, I guess you'd have to look at the Blind Well then and Queens and Queens Court and all the things you can do on Dreaming City and ask what percentage of people is doing that. You know, if it's consistently going down, we're naturally going to shuffle forward anyway. So there's a part of me that's like, well, that's fine. We're just naturally going to leave some of these places behind as things come out, as new things become available. And then that's why I feel like the DCV is perfect. You yank out the derelict dust, you know, dust collecting ghost towns, make room for new stuff, and then bring them back later and do something dope with them. You know, give me, give me a reason to actually care. Uh, thank you, Ash. Catch you later, Jolt. Give me a reason to care about these places or go to these places. Because presently, I, I just don't, and I think that's why Bungie's probably going to be totally fine with being like, nah, we're not really doing anything with Dreaming City and uh, Tangled Shore. Um... You know, they didn't want to gut the entire game, but in essence, if they're not doing anything on those planets, they might as well retire them. I just think they probably don't want to because it would feel like the game is too empty. Uh, and so that's more than likely why they're just leaving them in. I can't see them doing anything substantive in Dreaming City or Tangled Shore for a long time. I mean, they could do something in the summer maybe to lead up to Savathun. That's been a lot of theories floating around about that. But outside of that, I mean... I don't know. Maybe that's what they have planned. Maybe that's why they're still in. Maybe their plan is, yeah, yeah, no, no, we'll get there. We'll make those places worthwhile and matter. Because um, if not, I think you're right. The, the the only lingering reason is is going away, which is the title. Yeah, and the one thing, and I'm normally not this person who kind of advocates for certain things, but like certain things that I'm going to be bringing up. But when you have something that's in the game and you have Forsaken, which costs money, and you're going to be removing something that adds to the cost of the game you know even it's a title it's still content in the game Mm -hmm. and you're making the content in the game not be meaning as meaningful as it was for the original cost and that's something that i don't agree with it's it's the same thing when you're talking about like exclusives for games you know case in point avengers you know if i'm buying a game why does the person on ps4 spend the same amount of money and get more than me you know that's something that i disagree with and I feel like it's the same way right now, where it's, you know, if I'm, I bought it a year ago, and then I bought it for the same amount of money as the person who's buying it now, I should be getting the same content. And to me, that should be, and all they're doing is they're not adding any more content for me. They're actually removing most of content I'm getting for with the season. Cause if you buy for a second, now you get season, uh, you get all of year two, all of year two is going to be gone. So it's like, okay, we'll just make Forsaken. Just make Forsaken this core thing, you know, and keep Forsaken. And they're like, well, guess what? It's not gone. It's not there anymore. And that's something that I disagree with. No, and I think a lot of people are going to probably take up this mantle as well and say, hey, you know, this is stuff that I paid for. I'm not done with it, you know. I think that's my biggest concern, you know. We've kind of come full circle now. I think that's my biggest concern is if people are in the middle of it, give them an opportunity to finish it uh give them an opportunity to 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 polish that off before it goes away um you know and and if not and if not then i think it's about it's probably a valid complaint then that it's it oh i mean i needed a couple more weeks and it's it's now sh- you know it's shut down yeah that, that's all i really want to talk about that's all i wanted was just let let us continue it it's in the game just keep it that's all i wanted 
Sure. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling in, dude. I'm coming to you. Rain, uh, t- you know, techno can't call in, so you'll be our last caller for the day. Rain, what do you got for me? So special. I'm the last caller. How's yeah. it going, Lono? I hope you've been doing good. Um, good. My topic's going to be a little bit different than Triumphs, as I'm not particularly one to, to care about Triumph. That's just not who I am as a player. Um, my concern relatively was... Uh, we, we discussed it a little bit when I was uh, trying to be co-host, but I wasn't able to afford it. We were talking about um, balancing in the PvE. You were talking about how certain power weapons are not viable in PvE. Rockets, mm-hmm. linear fusion rifles, and machine guns, and then other guns like auto rifles are just only good against like thralls. Mm-hmm. And my concern is what... I know that there's always going to be an optimal build... But do you think that endgame diversity is something that should be a thing while always having that like tip toppity best loadout? Do you think at least there should be a little bit of flexibility or do you think that it's okay for there to always kind of be one end all be all loadout until it's either nerfed or sunset? Yeah, this is problematic because I think most boss encounters, you are always going to get into an area where people are measuring efficiency, and because of that, it's I feel like it's kind of unavoidable. You're going to conclude that in this particular encounter, everybody running 1K or Xeno or something is the absolute best. Now, mm-hmm. I always cite Wrath of the Machine, and I'm like... I ran Starfire Protocol and through Fusion Grenades. Some people ran Galley. Some people ran the Warpath mm-hmm. Rocket Launcher from Dead Orbit. Some people ran Dark Drinker. I was uh, the bubble Dark Drinker guy myself. That's what I ran. I would pop bubble right on his legs and then spin the wind. Right. And you doing that, I never, ever felt that I had to do that also. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like I was holding the team back. In some encounters... um, I feel that it's so blatantly obvious, like, this is the gun, this is the loadout to go with. I don't know if you can avoid that. I just think certain bosses are going to have certain themes and certain things going on where it just makes the most sense to do this. The only way Bungie's going to change that is at the at the, the foundational level of core... Um, the Sorry, encounter design is what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. you got to go down to the encounter design. If I am not being pressed to do something that much different, I think good examples of this would be Shirochi, The Vault, Queen's Walk. Um, making players be mobile, Yeah, I think changes a lot of what you're going to decide to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's why Axis was such a unique fight and led to a, a lot of different options. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if and then then that's okay. Then if I decide that for every time I go to Vault in Last Wish, I would always run Tractor Cannon, a, uh, a shotgun like the Icolos, and then I would run like a really good roaming super. Mm-hmm. And that's all I needed. I, I'm i not going to run a roaming super in almost any other encounter, right? It's just, what the frick? No. Yeah, because roaming super. supers need help. Like, I was running Sunbreaker, like, yesterday, just kind of messing around in strikes. I, had to, I think I was just doing bounties because I, I finally maxed out my season pass because I wanted that ornament for Wither Horde. Mm-hmm. My god, Sunbreaker is just weak. It's, it's so sad. Weak. It's so super weak. weak. I always say I feel like I'm throwing Nerf balls, like literally throwing <laughs> Nerf footballs. I'm like, what is this? Nerf and, balls are stronger. Right. And 
so and, and listen i think the end result here you're still going to have people saying oh this encounter xyz loadout is the best i think it becomes problematic when it's the same loadout for so for a bunches of the encounters mm-hmm. and truth be told i think they've gotten better at this i think garden of salvation is actually a really good example of how you're changing your loadout quite a bit as you go through it's not quite the same the entire way mm-hmm. and then you know you get you get all the way to the last boss and yes a lot of us are running bubble well and then um i think most people are just running xeno now because it's just such so much brute force damage yeah uh, xeno is really strong it it's like it's funny that xeno is like the only machine gun worth using and i'm concerned that with beyond light we're not getting many machine guns like hammerhead is the what is one of the only few machine guns that aren't pinnacle weapons right and even those ones are getting sunset so it's like you know Mm-hmm. I hope they add more of them. Also, Necro, you're not getting ice cream from me. Just because I sound like an ice cream man, I ain't gonna be your ice cream man. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what he meant by that. I don't know how an I, ice cream man I have cream no idea. Sounds. I think he's just bullying me because of my my slight accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'm always I'm always in favor of diversity in loadouts and diversity in what is considered quote unquote meta. But you, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I, I think in general, there's a there's a level here that we have to just accept. People will say this is the best for this particular encounter, um, as opposed to, oh no, there's a thou- like I don't know. I feel like the Axis encounter was unique because if 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 listen, truth be told, yeah. If he didn't take damage in a unique way, then no one would have run Dark Drinker. Dark Drinker was only run because of the animation and the damage registration was a glitch that they just they they let it happen. Same thing with Warpath Grenade Launcher. The 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 clusters would hit and count for multiple hits because of the way his legs registered damage. If his body would have dam- registered damage appropriately, there wouldn't have been that much diversity in that fight. I think everybody would have just gone for Sleeper and shot him in the head. Um and because Sleeper was a king back then, it was great for mm-hmm. DPS. Most of us use it at uh, Vosik. So I, 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 it's so unfair. I think I'm, I think I'm sometimes I'm cheating when I use Axis as an example because the diversity mainly came from the fact that he took damage in a really stupid, busted, broken way. Wait, was made... Axis actually broken? Like, was he actually bugged? I did not know that. So basically, what it did was, when you swung your sword, it would hit more than one leg, and each leg hit counted as a hit, instead of it just counting as one swing. That's why Dark Drinker was so strong. Oh, okay, I did not know that. That's actually interesting, because I love that encounter. You talk about it all the time, and I'm like, we need Wrath or Wrath. Like, like, I need encounters like that. Like, you were bringing up, uh, for example, the Vault, right? I I hate to go on this tangent. But you, 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 excuse me, you were using a different loadout than what you would normally use, and you were using a roaming super. I, I remember running it for my first time, because when I was on console, I had a, I had a team that just wanted to skip vault, because like, oh, it's too hard, it's too hard. It's really not. Just need communication. Mm-hmm. And I was running, like, Wither Horde, because it's just really good at shutting down zones and getting those knights dead. I used a sword, because they were good, and then... I think I was using like gnawing hunger for void shields or something like that, but it was it's a it's an unorthodox loadout compared to what you use about the rest of the um, the raid. But I didn't mean to go on that tangent. But I did not know that Axis took uh, more damage than usual because of his legs position. 
it's it's why um it's why people did the same thing with the warpath the warpath grenade launcher the clusters mm-hmm. would drop and if they hit in the right spot the explosion from the cluster would register twice because it was big enough of an explosion that it would hit oh, two, okay. it would hit two legs so that if you ran warpath sometimes you'd have an insane run and sometimes you wouldn't dark drinker was more consistent than warpath mm-hmm. um the crazy thing is starfire protocol fusion grenades the the thing that i did that mm-hmm. probably would have been the unbeatable source of DPS if his legs registered appropriately. Mm-hmm. I don't think the fusion grenade thing I did took advantage of the legs. Um, but I think, I do think, something about that encounter that does lend itself to the discussion is a couple of things. There's a mechanical thing interwoven into DPS that can enhance it. Slamming of the plates, giving you your super back. There is movement. He's always moving. You got, and somebody has to slam his back. So the team can't just be planting their 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 feet in a flag, which that's what we do, right? We just mm-hmm. we just you know ward. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, put down the 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 well of radiance and just stand in it. You can't do that. Everybody's got to be moving around and covering uh, the empowerment zones. And so what he does is there's two things that his fight does that I really have advocated for you interweave mechanics and DPS so it's not so mindless and just stand here and the second thing is a significant source of damage done to him comes from something in the room scorch cannons mm-hmm. actually did a ton of damage to him yep and they got close to this with force of will in the callus fight if you were really good at getting lots Mm -hmm. of stacks of force of will it actually enhanced the team's damage so it's a mechanic that if done properly can give one team a significantly greater result from their dps than another and that is i think it touches on the idea it's something in the fight that if done well enhances damage too many of the fights that i think is this is where we get bored it's satisfy mechanic and then throw everything you have at the boss and then just do it again you know a lot of the times that's what a garden two phase looks like it's satisfy the mechanics and then you literally just you're launching a nuclear strike at the boss and that's it that's all you do same thing with uh, crown of sorrow satisfy the mechanics and then bake his face i think this the fight the second to last fight in, in crown of sorrow is a better fight because again it's a it's a it's a dps phase that is interwoven with mechanics now it's pretty easy you pop a well and you take turns punching him but the spirit of it is is i think how we get there i think when you have fights that are more interwoven with mechanics and damage enhancing mechanics or or items in the room I think that's when you start to see different strats and different loadouts emerge. And again, you're still only going to have a couple that really rise to the surface. I mean, truth be told, there was only one or two that were common for Axis. But mm-hmm. at the very least, you you have some options and some wiggle room. Um, but end of the day, we still need to go back to my original statement. It's kind of unavoidable. I think encounters are going to have their meta and their and their strat but that's where having different encounter design i think is so helpful going from one encounter to the next feeling that sense of oh wow this loadout was perfect for xyz fight but it's terrible in here i mean i i definitely do that in garden and that's going to be i think the ticket to keeping the end game from feeling boring and then that's the ticket for bungie creating unique pain solutions like they could create really dope weapons and exotics that they know are going to land in particular fights and particular areas but they're not going to land in others um mm-hmm. and we i think we saw that with izanagi's but izanagi's was just such a brute uh, like a dumb amount of damage mm-hmm. it started it started to go everywhere 
It really was. It was a really dumb weapon, and I hated using it because I'm bad with snipers. I can at least admit that. Um, and I hated the reload canceling that you had to do. It was just I couldn't get the timing right sometimes. And Izanagi's was just dumb, but I hate how they nerfed all snipers just because of Izanagi. That's been a frustration I think everybody's felt, uh, which is probably going to happen with the... I'm sure that the 600 RPM autos are going to get freaking nerfed, man. Like, it's gonna, it's gonna happen, but... I guess back to the, like, centering around to, like, the main question that I had. Even with, like, trash ads, you got, like, you know, False Promises or, or uh, Origin Story and other auto rifles or other types of weapons that just aren't really reliable at killing trash ads compared to, or Scout Rifles, we, we've talked about that, you and I. Like, you, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the reason you brought up the removing scouts. Like, that that was not a popular opinion, I know that. <laughs> I remember, I was there, that was funny. Um, but it's like, what can Bungie really do? Can Bungie, like, at least make a little bit, make the weapons a little bit more flexible while having standouts? Or, like, is there just, is there just, is it always going to be rigid and, and kind of, like, limited because you know there are people who you're a sci-fi guy you'd rather probably be using like a linear fusion and a fusion rifle and then like a trace rifle or something right like you that seems like something that you would prefer you always advocate for more space magic more sci-fi which i'm all for because i'm sick and tired of using hand cannon shotgun so so it's like with other like you know weapon archetypes like auto rifles pulse rifles maybe not even pulses because pulses are actually good but like auto rifles and some other archetypes of smgs that aren't recluse and it's like those would be really good for close encounters of like thrall dregs goblins you know like i feel like there are weapons that have the potential to be stronger in either you for general out. content or end game content uh for just dealing with crowd control uh, oh, did I cut out? I'm sorry. No, you're um, fine. I, was I feel like that, that there are weapons that have the potential for that. Uh, Discord's a little weird. <laughs> I, I just got an idea why you were talking, because I've been playing... I keep citing it, but I've been playing through Minecraft Dungeons with my son and my wife. How and is that, by the way? I've heard, a- I've heard weird... I've heard mixed things, but... It's actually really fun. It's great if okay. you're trying to get if you're trying to get somebody into a dungeon crawler. It's really accessible, um, mm-hmm. and they do this thing where every time you level up, you get a point where you can enhance a piece of a, 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 like a, a weapon, and the weapon has random perks to enhance. Okay. Uh, and we beat the game, and now we're in adventure mode. In adventure mode, a lot of the weapons are now dropping with powerful perks that cost more. So it's taking me longer to level up this axe that I have. Because if I after after two swings, it does a big, huge one, and that perk it costs me more to slowly unlock it. And oh, I just like kid friendly Diablo three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so it just made me realize that they could do something with with weapons that they've never done before. So this is very unlikely to happen, but it's an idea that kind of came to me. What if there were perks that were specific to the tier level of the enemy so the perk tree on the gun got way more elaborate and exciting so you could say, okay, this auto rifle is actually viable against 
higher level red bars like a captain or a shield enemy or a major because it has a particular perk that will only proc on the major so there's no risk of breaking pve here so an example would be like on the ringing nail actually a really solid trash ad mob killer mm-hmm. it's got dragonfly rampage you know you just pop 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 mm-hmm. and the dragonfly kills proc the rampage nice little you know trash ad managing weapon and plus it looks really good as well what if it had a perk that was specific obviously Carminica looks amazing on it 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 was specific to majors where sustained damage on a major as long as you put enough bullets into a major it caused something to happen there could be stunning, bleeding blinding, something that would help you mitigate it because anytime anytime I turn one of these weapons on to a captain or something that's got just enough health, it doesn't work, I have to stand there and face tank too long, he doesn't stun if he could stun, get blinded, get killed, like an explosion could happen or something, you know, light him on fire so some dot damage helps me kill him a little bit quicker. What, now what you're doing is, is you're making the weapon actually adapt to the broader spectrum of enemies that are there. Because what I think is going on is the lower echelon of enemies is a really, really crowded area. Like there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And only certain weapons can 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 cross over and adapt. So the the reason the hand cannon's so great is pop 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 stun. The enemy is stunned, and so it, the the damage cycle immediately stops. He stops shooting you. He stops spamming you. But I, every time I use an auto rifle, I feel like I die way more. Why? Because mm-hmm. I'm standing there just getting baked. Because the guy won't stun. We'll shoot him in the head. I mean, it, it's it's not very consistent. So it really I, doesn't work. Like I've I've used auto rifles, and I'm like chunking at a knight's head and it just doesn't do anything like the the stun rate for other weapons that aren't like hand cannons is just it just needs help i really i i'm I'm gonna say right now i think that you're basically kind of like looking at like uh the minor buff the major buff and then the boss buff like you know those mods that are on the weapons i forget Mm -hmm. their specific name but you know what i'm talking about it seems like you're talking about that making it part of a perk pool and then expanding on it Am I am I understanding your idea correctly? You could even simplify it because as I'm thinking about it, if it's suddenly added to the perk pool, it would make it a lot harder for you to get a god roll. Like or, that, or intrinsically, like intrinsic, you could do that. Or like you could literally intrinsic. you could make it a specialization. So you could go check the box and say, "What do you want this weapon to specialize in?" And you could do major blinding, major bleeding, major bl- major stunning. So you're basically giving your primary a specialization that after you use it enough it suddenly is actually good at stunning or 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 blinding enemies that have more health and you that know? adds into to weapon progression that these that people are asking for you know how like you leveled up a gun in D1 it was bad but like that's kind of doing the same thing without going to a a worse mechanic so the more that right. you invest in a gun you can choose a specialization i like that yeah and that would keep it from getting insane because like it, mm-hmm. the, the, the drop rate of guns would have to be so high if there were suddenly like five perks like it can get yeah. absurd to where oh, okay I want ramp let's make it simple I want light mag rampage outlaw major stun major bleed like it, the, the odds of you getting that is just no, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's insane it would be something I think that you would you would pick and then invest in and then that that's that's bringing that oh I want to have that weapon investment that just isn't there and then you're giving a weapon a source 
of efficacy that is only really reserved right now for like a hand cannon or a pulse. Mm-hmm. As soon as you use anything else, the minute I'm not shooting utter trash, so many primaries just don't have any legs in the game. If I mm-hmm. knew I can do sustained damage on this major and after doot doot doot, here it comes, bam, it causes some explosion, he's stunned, he's on fire. Well, that brings the space magic, and it's like, well, now I don't have to... uh, Any primary can be worthy of combat if used properly and specced properly, instead of feeling like, nah, dude, endgame, just run a hand cannon. It's just, the minute I'm not running my dire promise, I feel like everything else just sucks at managing the flow Mm. of ads. Uh, The minute it's not not a thrall or a drag or an acolyte, as soon as I leave that hemisphere, it just gets so frustrating. It's like, I just bum rush everything with a shotgun, um, mm-hmm. and that and that gets old too. What if a fusion rifle could have a similar specialization where, you know, you're gonna it's gonna specialize in uh, shield penetration or shield breaking or something to where you're you're suddenly realizing in certain encounters and in certain places the fusion rifle is far greater than the shotgun depending on uh, the encounter and the mobs and the majors. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like it. Like I th- I think that's something I you could probably discuss even further in depth and maybe go even further. And I really like that because like, I like my weapons. Like I like what I use. Like I like messing around with, um, I have a sacred provenance that I really like. It's not rapid hit kill clip. It's outlaw kill clip. You know, it feels really solid. I like the recoil. Is it boring? Yeah. But like, imagine if like you could invest into it, like you're describing and then pick that to specialization for what you want to do. You know, like if I want a blind major bleed major, maybe slight, you know, star, uh, dot, uh, excuse me, dot, stun, you know, I think like this is something you could probably make a topic about like on all on its own, because there needs to be something done. I feel with, if, if you're not able to buff specific weapons to keep them in their lane, at least allow that option for like, if somebody really prefers to use an auto rifle like myself or a pulse rifle, like myself, allow them to have the avenue to avenue to invest into that weapon in order to make it a little bit more competent to keep up with other weapons. I, I think that you have some that 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 idea right there is exactly what I'm looking for in Destiny because you know I mean I like the the feeling of investing in a weapon without it being tied to just oh invest in the weapon and you can unlock focused fire like that no that should be base but allow me to have more you know what I mean without random rolls you know like. Well, and I could see somebody saying, like, you know, they already have minor and major and boss spec. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not enough. And the other problem is, is number Mm -hmm. one, major spec on an auto rifle is probably not going to be enough. And number two, a lot of the ads that are giving me trouble are the higher tier red, they're red bar. It's a red bar captain. It's a red bar knight. They're the ones that are giving me trouble. And so the primary just feels like, this is this is literally only good for for killing the the crappiest enemies in the game and then it's as soon as i leave that hemisphere it's a garbage weapon and because people are like no auto rifles are really strong right now i'm like yeah in the crucible they still feel bad in pve because as soon as i'm not shooting a literal one or a two tap trash ad it doesn't feel like it keeps up Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like it does enough damage to uh to that upper echelon you know, red bar. As soon as you leave red bars and you go to majors, you're typically pulling out your shotgun, 
uh, or your trace rifle or something because you're yeah. wanting something that hits harder because they're they're and that makes sense. That's a tier two enemy. You're going to mm-hmm. use a tier two weapon. Tier one weapons are not they're not all created equal. They don't all handle mm-hmm. the entire you know echelon of the tier one because the tier one has a lot more people in it. A tier two enemy is essentially enemies were already fighting and they give them a different color health bar and a shield. You know, and I think that's where. Um, and that's just that's fine. That's basic as 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 what yeah. Easy's saying. That's just basic weapon hierarchy. As soon as I see the orange bar, as soon as I see the the they've gone up in their tier, I know it's time to get out a different weapon. But I think there's just too much clutter in the red bar, the red bar echelon, and that's why everyone just gravitates towards hand cannons because again, I think the stun factor is it's huge. I, I was actually having that problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Minecraft Dungeons, there was a couple of enemies I couldn't stun, and they would literally just stand there and just wham, 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 and they're just mm-hmm. hitting me, and I'm like, I can't get them in a stun, because I'm swinging this uh, this scythe, like, really slowly, and because I couldn't get them to stun as well, I had to start knocking them back, and, and using that instead, so I had to use, I could tell, I was like, this is a higher level enemy, this is a tougher enemy, I have to use something else in my utility belt, as opposed to just beating them down with the with the, the my primary attack like you do with the rest of the mobs in a dungeon crawler mm-hmm. and you see this in Diablo as soon as you see the other tier show up or you know they're going to be a little bit stronger it uh as soon as that happens you know to pull out something from your utilities as opposed to just swinging your primary attack and there's like this weird valley mm-hmm. there's this weird valley where a lot of primary weapons go to die and it's this valley of uh, it's an up. It's 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 a slightly stronger red bar, and so many primaries just struggle against that red bar, and you just immediately are like, oh, forget this, and I just put it in the bin. I'm like, I don't want to use this. It feels weak. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you were talking about, like uh, as uh, Wheezy was saying about weapon hierarchy, that makes sense. You know, you shouldn't be relying on like a a, a primary auto rifle to kill every enemy in the game. That would be stupid. That'd be ridiculous. You know, you have tiers of, of enemies and tiers of weapons to counteract those enemies. But a lot of the problem is that the, the, the enemies in the red bar health gets muddied by weapon by uh, enemies that should be uh, at least yellow bar. Like, I don't understand why there is a red bar captain or a red bar knight or a red bar hydra and red bar minotaur. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. If you're going to be consistent with the weapon pool, being consistent with primary, secondary, heavy you should do the same thing and, and and tier your enemies in that same fashion. So maybe that's something that Bungie could also look at it, uh, you know, hey, certain enemies are only in this tier or certain enemies are only in that tier, you know? And it is it is a little frustrating when, you know, for example, if I'm popping my super and not using my, my uh, weapons to, to kill a, a simple red bar captain, my hammer also should not take three hammer throws yeah. to kill a freaking red bar yep. captain. If it's a red bar, you should be immediately yeeted into the next Thursday if you're yep. throwing a hammer. Like, and that's another con- like a concern I have with stasis. Though, Behemoth does look cool. I ain't gonna. Lie. I am a little bit more um, hopeful for that, considering with the aspect and the fragment system, which I'm like mm-hmm. cheering for as a, as a dedicated titan main um but no to what wheezy was saying absolutely there still needs to be that weapon hierarchy so like if i were to bring my auto against 
a yellow knight, no, I should probably get my, my butt slapped. Like, I'm just yeah. saying, unless I pull out, like, a fusion rifle or a shotgun. Well, hopefully a fusion rifle if they can buff them, but, you know, a fusion rifle, shotgun, a uh, sniper rifle from a distance, a trace rifle, you know? Um, well, what I was going to say is games are always teaching you, and it's always good yeah. when they teach you without saying something. And right exactly. now... It's crystal clear what and it, like that it, that a shielded orange bar. <laughs> you're not going to shoot him with your hand cannon, your pulse rifle, or your auto rifle. You just know it's automatically <laughs> teaching you that's not appropriate. That's stupid. You're you're not going to use your heavy xenophage on thrall, and you're not going to use your hand cannon on the boss. Like the game just kind of <laughs> teaches you. Unfortunately, what it's teaching me about many of the primaries, even exotic primaries, you're teaching me that these are these aren't good. They're 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 mm-hmm. not doing what they're supposed to do. They're weak. And mm-hmm. they've whenever I switch weapons in Minecraft dungeons, I switch between you know, uh, 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 daggers in each hand or swords in each hand or a really big slow swinging scythe. And I get benefits for one over the other. So the scythe has this crazy reach and this third swing does like a spin knockback. So that helps me mitigate the fact that I'm not, I'm now not going swing, 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 swing. So I'm losing the speed, but I'm gaining some utility of managing how, how many enemies get in front of me. I can swing earlier. I kind of knock them back and stun them. So I'm trading one for the other. When I trade the, the consistent stunning high damage of a hand cannon for an auto rifle, I don't feel like I'm gaining as much as I'm losing. And so that's, that's where the, it just mm-hmm. it, immediately the decision breaks and you're like why would I ever do this um, and so I I hope they, they consider they don't even need to do what I'm talking about mm-hmm. they don't even need to do what I'm talking about but they need to consider how to get exotic primaries in the end game because they never freaking show up outside of maybe Wither Whore but that's not a primary that's a secondary um, mm-hmm. it's just in the kinetic slot how to get you know exotic primaries get representation in the end game because they get none, and how to get non hand cannon, non pulse rifle primaries. How do you get some presence from auto rifles, scout mm-hmm. rifles? Submachine guns are really good. I think that's another thing that's a problem with the auto rifle is if you're just gonna gut bust a lot of the content, you can kind of gut bust and get close to stuff. Submachine guns make it hard, I think, for auto rifles to get play, and that's another thing that needs to be considered. Um, there aren't enough bows for me to really care about. Bows are strong anyway. I don't care about sidearms. So it really comes down to how can you get scouts and auto rifles out of the out of the trash heap? How do you get fusion rifles and snipers out of the trash heap? And then, you know, exotic primaries. Well, are they ever going to justify being used? Um, mm. I think those are those are as big weapon stated, questions. As you've stated, with like back when Outbreak Perfected came back to D two. Exotic primaries need to leave their lane in some capacity. They need to do something that's a bit more than they need to do something that's significantly more than what a legendary weapon can already do. Whether it's a niche, whether it's something I don't know, more enhanced crowd control or something that maybe is a little bit more stronger for DPS purposes, like exotic primaries need to do something to justify their exotic perk. You know, we we can talk about Vex being busted all day long, but at least Vex left its lane. You know, it was a primary auto rifle fusion rifle. Like, that's an exotic, right? And it left its lane, and it did something a little too strongly, but it did leave its lane. And, you know, and then Bungie bullied it by accident for months thereafter, but that's besides the point. It it needs to do something, or like Hawkmoon back in the day, you know, it left its lane because it did something that other weapons didn't do. 
or, you know, Zalo Supercell, it did things that other weapons didn't do. You know, like, we need to have that feeling of, of having the ability to choose an exotic primary without just, without uh, ruining our teammates, you know, viability with their weapons. I worded that really poorly, but I think you get what I'm trying to say. No, um, yeah. I do. We're actually like we're actually at a good stopping point. So yeah, absolutely. That's thanks a good for point having to end me on. on. I, I I like talking to you. So yeah, thanks for calling in. Great point to end on from Rain about all that. And you know, Doge is saying people think SMGs are better than autos for PVE. Clearly, someone hasn't done Master Nightfall. I mean, yes, when you go into an environment that's going to make me play at greater range, SMGs are going to lose their footing. But I don't think that's the best example. You're going to you're going to an extreme example where I have to play distance. Of course, SMGs are going to fall off the table because SMGs thrive at close range. When I run a strike, just a normal old strike, an SMG feels a thousand times better than an auto rifle. It just does. Um, someone make Lono do SMG with anti barrier and a master grandmaster and see how well it compares with an auto. Okay, but in that particular situation, sure, auto rifles are nice, but again, that's a range thing. That comes down to range. That's that's not a question of what's truly the best. Um, also, if there if if all was equal right now, if all was equal, and you could go in here to your artifact, okay, and you could throw anti barrier on a pulse rifle, you, we would be having a much different discussion. You would just run pulse. So would you then conclude that pulses are better than auto rifles? Well, that, that they are in some respects, but it's mainly because of a utility that's being limited to two gun types and you're using the one that has the best range. So that's 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 just basic math. Only two guns right now can do anti-barrier, auto rifle SMG. And if you're going to engage with that mechanic, an auto rifle is going to get way better play in an environment where you have to play back. So... That doesn't mean that SMGs are not better than auto rifles. I feel like in most PvE content, save that, SMGs feel way better. Um, And again, I just don't think our exotic primaries and all of our primaries, I don't feel like they scale up properly, and I don't think roaming supers do either. The minute you get into more challenging environments, they just, everything, a lot of the stuff in the game just feels like trash. It all feels weak. It doesn't scale. Um, So... Yeah, the ammo efficiency is better than an auto rifle too. So you have a deeper clip, you know, a, dip, a deeper mag for the for the shield pop. So, all right, uh, it's about two thirty. We got about thirty minutes before repeat theater. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching it on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. Usually Monday through Friday, we're doing these talks in the mornings into the afternoon and then we switch over to repeat theater uh, around three o'clock. So thank you so much for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.